Big Ray Hernandez, Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your next level wrestling review. Presented by Hameen Media and ChannelAttitude.com. And everybody good evening good afternoon good night whenever you're listening to this whenever you're watching this if you're joining us live thank you for joining us here at hmg hami media group ladies and gentlemen this is your next level wrestling review all nxt all the time remember 10 10 wins guys no all right probably not anyway you're too old for that ladies and gentlemen if you don't know who the fuck I am, I am the pundit of the people. Huh, I almost caught myself out there. The pundit of the people, the man with the plan. Big Ray here to stay to talk some Lucha Libre and a hell of a lot of developmental today. But, ladies and gentlemen, I am not alone. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with my co-host. The Vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy. It's true. The Vet. Vet, Vet, Vet. Rip, Rip, Rip Rogers guy. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. He's a Rip Rogers guy. Former professional wrestler, 18-time Canadian Goose champion. What are we talking about? Well, you have to jump with, uh, jump on with us off air to know what the fuck we're talking about because we're not going to spill the beans. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the bet. Jamie Williams, you know what I mean? We are not going to send any links to anybody else. Hell fucking Jump no. on in the pre-chat. Fuck them all. Yeah. Hey, I'm in a new corner. I'm in a different. Yeah. And in this try, corner. We're going to try a different um, corner. Yeah. Well, we'll let the people decide if they like it or not. Uh, I feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I am a little bit more at ease because we have what? joining us here. It is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. So since I'm everybody's favorite podcaster, that must mean that none other than Chris Ams is joining us today. Chris, hey, welcome. A rare Wednesday morning off for you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I uh, I sent you guys a text, actually. You know, you guys have asked me a few times to be on, and I'm usually just working, right? But today, it happened to be a, a rain day, and I happened to be at home, so uh, I, I sent you guys the, the old bat signal and said, hey, you know, I'd love to come on with you guys, and here I am, and I am Christopher Ams. That's AMBS, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, everybody. If you forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show you hear me on. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm excited to be here yeah if there was one show that we didn't need you on it's this one so let's <laughs> let's do a wrestle dream and a nice six and a half hour uh episode of next level wrestling review where we cover all the uh hot topics in uh well ray what am i doing this is i, I i'm confused because i'm up in this corner this is your part you're supposed to drive well, this part hold on does this we switch spots does this help let me see 
that feel better? That feels better. So, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's not really a bunch of pro wrestling news. I mean, there's nothing to go on right now. What's happening right now in the world of professional wrestling? Nothing no, really. Nothing. No Canadians no jumping fucking, ship or anything like that. No, no, no one Kevin, cares either. No one. Kevin Nash uh, details, uh, what is it, a fucking uh, text message between Triple H and, and Steph. I don't fucking care. Uh, let me see who's Did married. Did you hear that story, though, by the way? No, what it happened? Is, it is kind of funny. Well, you know how we were trying to, we've been trying to push this narrative that he and Stephanie are getting a separation. So when uh, Ke- when Kevin texted Hunter about it, Hunter's response was something to the effect of, well, shit, I wish somebody would have told me before I had to go to that JV basketball game or whatever for my daughter or some shit like that. I don't know. It's funny. Have you guys had a chance to? You know what? Fuck it. We'll jump right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna do some NXT. We're gonna break down No Mercy, and uh, it's gonna be part of uh, this segment, which is one of my very very. I need to slow down this morning. Let me just slow down. I have a ton of energy. The chat has all been acknowledged, by the way. Oh, we acknowledged well. it in the pre-chat before we started the show. So did we? Yeah, they should have been there. Okay, so you've been acknowledged because it's gonna be a long show, guys. So we. <laughs> We just the only person I want to acknowledge right now, and I love you guys all, Elizabeth, Dark Side Cast, Frank Spickle Barras. You know, I always do the whole gimmick lab rat. Uh, Mike Mike Vasquez. I'm just gonna throw out your names real quick. Uh Dan Heffron. Uh, who else we got here really quickly? Retro Rocket Review, Al Robinson, uh, all you guys. But I have to shout out Chris Winlin. Chris Winlin making his debut on the PWC. And I have to say, it was so fucking delightful. It was enjoyable. And you have a new name in my heart. It is Chuckles. Um, I was this close to using your infectious laugh as a uh, soundbite. I may do that still um, whenever something brings joy to my heart. Every time you laughed on the podcast, it literally brought joy to my heart. I think, I think you and Jimmy did a really fucking good job. And Chris, for the first time, I know, even though it's, a, I mean, it's a pie. A lot of people listen to that podcast. And I got to tell you, brother did a good job for your first time so big shout out to chris willen if you haven't checked it out check out the pwc's review of no mercy and uh i'm just gonna let you guys know right now everything you said was wrong so we're gonna we're gonna fix that up um <laughs> i'm mean, seriously like it's some shit you guys said <laughs> anyway ladies and gentlemen so you have all been acknowledged ladies and gentlemen so with that being said it is time for the one the two the three counts. This is the three count with the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now back to Big Ray and the Vet. Yes. All right, so like I said, guys, not a ton of news. Vet, I'll tell you right now, live on air, uh, since the last time we spoke, since the last time, I think two weeks ago, I told you what I was doing, physically changing things and doing things differently. I am down 14.6 pounds Oh, healthy-wise. Does this this mean you're you're, uh, in... 
you're in contention for the the weight class that you can take some of these wins off of dancing dan heffron and big al robinson maybe all i have to say is that i got 50 pounds to go <laughs> I've got, i'm doing like a whole fucking oh god it's a lot it's a lot of work but once i get to the point that i'm gonna get to i'll be in a healthier happier place all right so the fuck we got going on here let's see boys uh, nothing really mm, i don't really know but you guys talked about jay cargo right you're happy about that um anybody you guys had a chance to, to just voice your opinion on uh, edge adam copeland mm, yeah i did i think i talked about it on monday on the impact attack mm-hmm. um although some new things have come to light since i talked about that because i hadn't seen the debut i hadn't physically seen the debut at the time of that recording Mm -hmm. and now that i have oh jesus uh, i don't have any muffins here but well people need the whole rack people are all up in arms they're like i mean not up in arms but like oh shit he gets to use his music assholes like fucking uh jim johnson didn't write the song it was alter bridge they're like boys with him so of course that's like his song it's his song um but what new things came out vet oh no just that nothing new came out i just watched it i I had only commented on the fact of him going there and i didn't really even have much to say about it but then when i actually saw it and if you you know if you watch the whole thing in context it's one of the most ridiculous things you've ever seen why do you feel that way because because this is yet another time when first of all in the main event AEW did a, a a turn that didn't make any sense nope. and then you had a bunch of people beating up an old man and darby who just had a two out of three falls match mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the lights go out you know and like that's not tired and then you see a video playing so everybody stands around for several minutes watching this video play and then you see edge come out and make this whole thing sting just lying there dead edge is running up and down the stage with his music playing and posing and fireworks is going off you know so just setting aside the fact that um if christian had just taken his title and went to the back i guess we wouldn't have had an edge debut you know if you just set if you just set that logic that piece of logic you know just set that aside Mm. um sense then he just takes his time coming down there and and they they do this whole thing um where he tries to make it look like he's in there with christian and you know and then of course he turns and hits everybody with a chair it's just the most terrible nonsensical cliched and and this is his first piece of creative which i'm sure he has a big say in on and how he's going to debut in the company um and right off right off the bat it's i'm sorry this is just for for fans of it sounds weird to say this phrase i don't mean it like it sounds but for fans of mine who follow me and the things that i say you're not surprised that i'm saying this um but that's kind of what i'm trying to i've been trying to educate you guys on is seeing these things yeah you know that they just keep doing over educate educate yep Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. i see what you did there yeah and uh yeah i totally did that that was all me um (laughs) i didn't it wasn't an accident or anything so yeah i just was like well shit this is this is edge out of the gate already in the corniness um so for as far as his role in sort of like you know helping AEW get back on track or on track for the first time or 
you know, all that other stuff. We, we already seen that he's, well, he's got nothing to offer creative because he couldn't even fucking put together a good debut. Um, it was completely carried by the surprise of it all. I'm actually, uh, okay. Oh, cool. All right. I was about to bury Chris Wynn. I was going to be like, oh, we put him over on uh, the podcast and he's not even here, but he's here. All right, fine. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I cut a little video on TikTok about this shit. Um, and before I go to Chris, I just want to put out there that I'm happy that he's making his money. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy that he's picking the pockets of Tony Khan. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that, that he gets to hang out with, uh, with uncle, uh, what, what do they call him? Uncle, uh, mm-hmm. Steve, what's his real name? I don't know. Whoever it is. Um, Christian, uncle Christian. And uncle yeah, that guy. And, uh, this is going to be fucking horrible. And, 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 and it, it is going to be horrible, right? You're right. But there is one, one other good thing too, that I think people don't really like the fans don't really take into account. I don't think, cause they couldn't know they, they're, they just couldn't possibly know, mm-hmm. but it's got to be good to get out of that oppressive thumb of WWE for the oh, past so 25 oppressive. years. Like that's the real reason these people so go, he doesn't need any money. No. He doesn't need to hang out with Christian. I'm sure they talk and hang out whenever they get a chance anyway. So they both live in Florida. Oh, no, he doesn't live in Florida anymore. Well, whatever. Point is, the real thing is it it sucks when... you, you Are you seriously going to tell me that the WWE has nothing for Edge after he come back from career ending? You know, and, and, and it's just like, yeah, we, we got nothing for you. And it's how many how many times of hearing that you know, before he's like, all right, you know what? I bet I know who's got something for me. Even if it's anything, just anything, anything but catering, just, or just sitting at home, you know, like that's probably got to be what he's thinking. Well, Chris, uh, <clears throat> for the, for the fans and friends who haven't heard your opinion really quickly, uh, what do you got? And I'm a little hoarse today, guys. So forgive me. Yeah. You're well, you're not a little horse yet. You still need to lose another 50 pounds oh, and then you can be a, a little horse. <laughs> um, you know what? In terms of Edge's debut, I <laughs> thank you. Um, in terms of Edge's debut, there was a couple of things that I noticed. First of all, um, if you noticed this too, you probably chuckled like I did. So he comes out and he does a thing where he runs to the crowd side of the of the stage and he's like, "Yeah, come there was nobody on. there, right?" And then he runs to the hard cam and he goes, ah, "Okay, I'm going to start walking down the ramp." <laughs> because <laughs> there was nobody there nobody there. oh good everybody stuff. had left <laughs> good stuff oh man i gotta say um as far as edge goes going to aew I, I, like you guys i'm happy for him if he's going somewhere where he's going to be happy and he's going to enjoy himself um they'll be able to get something out of him certainly but i mean another situation where tony khan completely like under delivered after over promising something right we didn't hear that there was going to be a big debut right um on wrestle dream wrestle dream was going to change the landscape of professional wrestling it was going to be the a turning point in pro wrestling history so, it's so dixie carter right am i am i wrong here it's like fuck man. tna literally has a pay-per-view called turning point Jeez. yeah go ahead chris i'm sorry it's like come on man like Stop doing that. And what it was and what it was for was for a guy who's going to be 50 years old this month 
uh, debuting on your product. And listen, I'm not shitting on Edge because he's a great wrestler. I, I, I think it. Edge, like Edge and Christian, are my favorite tag team. Like I don't think they're the best tag team of all time, but they are my favorite tag team. I love watching them. They were always entertaining. I absolutely love those guys. Right? It, it doesn't hurt that they're Canadian, right? Of course, but uh, <laughs> but like you know, they're they're my favorite tag team. So. I'm excited for Edge to be there. It's good, but when you over when you when you underdeliver to that degree and it's like, "Oh, here's here's another 50-year-old guy who's a former WWE guy with neck and head problems mm-hmm. who basically couldn't get booked on the other show because they were trying to be too careful with him. We already have four of those, but here's your fifth. Yep. Um and a girl. You, you know, and meanwhile, Meanwhile, you know, they're so they're signing away big stars like Edge. And meanwhile, WWE's going, huh, let me let me get some of that uh, Jade Cargill and um, well, that Ricky Starks looks pretty nice. Did somebody that say Brian Wardlow Pillman was kid. at home? Uh, Wardlow's kid. sitting at home. He's twiddling his thumbs. Brian, Brian Pillman's son is there, too. Yeah, let me get some of that. So the, the young guys. Is, they're doing the exact same thing. <laughs> this is the exact same mistake that WCW started making That's after a while. It was, it was, it was okay. Yeah, okay. We're we're gonna sign Randy Savage. Oh, okay, great. You you go ahead and sign Randy Savage. We're gonna sign Chris Jericho, right? Oh, we're we're gonna sign uh, Roddy Piper. Okay, you can have Piper, and we'll take the Radicals. It's yeah. like the same mistake over and over and over again, just with a new company. So same shit. As far as Edge goes, I'm happy for him. Good for you, bud. I hope you go there and make a shit ton of money and have all kinds of fun. But um, yeah, like as far as like company wise, this isn't the way you win a war. It just isn't. It's not a war. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. it's just war? not a war. There's no war. No. Which is exactly why on the PWC, we have named our, our Dynamite review the Wednesday Night Skirmish because it's not a war. It's a skirmish. On this day. I see clearly. Everything has come to life. Let's just put it out there. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's that with Edge. Um, listen, all, the best of luck, you know, in AEW. I think, uh, Vet, is there anything you would like to cap that off with? Or mm, No. Okay. One little tidbit of news. Uh, Mustafa Ali was supposed to win the NXT North American title, um, allegedly. and um, Really? Yeah, so he was. I have booked. thoughts on that. All right, I'm glad you do because uh, let me just read this really quickly. This is courtesy of WrestleStink.com. It says uh, Shawn Michaels recently said he was shocked uh, by the release of Mustafa Ali. A new report from FightfulSelect.com uh, makes it clear that the Heartbreak Kid had big plans for the former uh, Retribution leader. According to the report, Ali was set to win the NXT North American Championship at No Mercy. Uh, on September 30th, uh, and really quickly, it says Ali was originally slated to uh, cost Dragon Lee the North American Championship match. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All right, so basically everything was booked as I think you and I were both saying, uh, more or less for Ali to win this title. Um, but then they released him, and apparently Shawn Michaels had no fucking idea. So, Vet, your thoughts, and then Chris. Um. Well, it, it kind of plays into you know, the last thing we're going to talk about today, What do you, want you to know, with the finish of the show. Mm. Uh, but just, just the thought of like seeing how that plays out, I'm thinking, Oh, well in that case, it was probably, I thought, cause I didn't hear about this story and I still don't know if it's true or if that's just what they're telling these guys, mm. but it, it's to me, it would seem like, Oh no, you just Dom just beats Ali. And then, 
move on and keeps the title and goes on because of what we do here it's like you give the people that well for you know like perhaps perhaps you know for the people that pr purchased a a ticket to see no mercy in bakersfield uh, hoping to see uh, their favorite wrestler mustafa ali i understand that that's zero people but i'm just using this as a hypothetical um in which you know you would give the people something, something. like oh we didn't deliver what we advertised so trick williams is a winner and then we can go on with our normally scheduled plan right away um but uh apparently not chris your thoughts um i've, I've got to be completely honest about this um mm. as much as i've seen how physically talented uh ali is mm. i cannot bring myself to care about that guy in the slightest just nothing he's done has been remotely interesting i think that they had something for about a week there retribution could have been something and instead they just buried it um <laughs> it would have guess... been way better with somebody different right oh like anybody like that was good on the mic or whatever and yeah oh yeah. you mean somebody you mean somebody who could actually talk would have gotten the gimmick over uh yeah probably um well nobody could have got that gimmick over but certainly <laughs> closer yeah. right Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sammy Callahan might have won an intercontinental championship with that gimmick. Um, uh, as uh, far as not Ali looking goes, too bad right now. As a matter of fact, <laughs> when you say it like that, as far as Ali goes, I mean, all right, where's he going to go now? And I, I know people are interested. I, I got to be honest, I'm not. I'm just not. I like no disrespect to the kid. I can see that he's very physically gifted, but nothing that he's done has gotten me interested in what he has to say or do. So. Wherever he's going, whatever he's doing, best of luck, kid. I, I hope you get over. That's it. You don't think he would have gotten over with that uh, that whole uh, Donald Trump gimmick? The no. Arab Donald Trump gimmick he was trying to do, you know, with the two flags behind him? His arm. No. No. It's too much like something else that's done better. You, you're not going to do Donald Trump better than Donald Trump. Donald Trump mm. is a wrestling character. So, you know unless you can do it better or do it in some interesting way. And I just don't think he could. And I don't think that Ali's heart was ever in that anyway, because Ali is sort of a famous, you know, SJW in terms of his politics. So I don't think that he was ever going to really put himself in that. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, vet, uh, anything you want to cap this off with? No, I gave a strong opinion of Ali on Monday Locker Room this week. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking strong. Uh, and God. fair, I think. You think so? Well, I mean, the artist thought I was a hater, but I could, you know, I even prefaced it. I was taking a, a page out of your book, Ray, and oh, prefacing don't you, don't by saying, preface. like, there's no emotions or anything going into it. It's just how I evaluate him as if I was looking to sign somebody for a wrestling company. Interesting. All right. Oh, and you wouldn't you wouldn't sign him, vet? Oh, I think I'd pass. Yeah, I think I'd right. hard pass yeah. on that. But that's the thing. Like, if I knew him personally, he might be the kind of guy where I'd be like, "Well, I'll give him a shot," you know, because yeah. he's my friend, you know, or or he was very nice to me, or or some some such thing like that. But just divorced of it, if I'm just a guy with a clipboard, I don't think I'm checking that box. Yeah. What was the and thing? he's had all these years to prove me wrong, six, six, seven years, whatever it's been since the first Cruiserweight Classic. And even though I'm not going to put nearly 100% of the blame on him for how bad it's been, um, 
even back when nobody even cared to sabotage his career, he wasn't doing enough. Yeah. I'm having one hell of a time trying to upload this fucking little video clip. God damn it. This is the worst. It's um, not a video clip of Mustafa Ali, is it? Because I don't no, know. No, no. Not, not, not fucking at all. You know when you have things planned and uh, you, they're all cool in your head, but uh just doesn't come to fruition? Oh, uh, it's right. not yeah, well, I, I've been that? divorced. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just... It's Anyway, so what was the thing that really quickly that that you were saying that you found some new shit with with uh, Triple H? Because I was, did what? you mention something about Triple H that you found something new about him or? Oh, with the Triple H and Stephanie text message thing or whatever. With uh, uh, that was the Kevin Nash thing that you were trying to read. I was telling you what it was going to be. You know, all they do, all they do on these sites, like I assume you're on WrestleLink, right? So yeah. everything on there is like people listening to podcasts and pulling out clips and making articles out of them yeah it's just, it's it's ridiculous like what? that that's what passed for uh reporting these days listening Wrestling to journalism stuff that's is... available for everyone to listen to uh... fifle select reports that uh kevin nash has a podcast yeah no shit you know that that does that does annoy me like you go to uh other uh, platforms like you said and uh that's all they do five full select five full select five full select they don't do anything their their cells like the, they just report on what five full select fucking reported like what kind of reporting yeah, is that it's either that or the the observer it's one of those two that everybody yeah. else is just reporting and but half most... of the times out of the reserver and five full select it's bullshit anyway okay. it, like half of it is half of it is conjecture and the other half is rumor that somebody heard from somebody it's wrestling journalism is is probably the least journalistic fucking thing i've ever heard even associated with the with the medium of journalism man every time i see somebody go ah special report nick houseman i'm like nope, nope fuck that guy this guy doesn't know what he's fucking talking about uh yeah <clears throat> it's embarrassing it's embarrassing a little bit a little bit but he makes moments yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't get that reference, right? Oh shit. Okay. Never mind. That that guy's that guy's special. Uh, anyway, you know what? I'm not gonna be able to fucking upload this. I tried the best I could. Um, I wanted to show the the cool uh, No Mercy opening. You know, uh, No Mercy. But for some goddamn reason, I can't fucking upload it. Well, so. they all saw it. We all saw it. Everyone here watched it and saw it. It was right. It really it's, was. it's right now. We got a picture of it as your background too. It is. It is a picture of my background. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I guess we could just jump right in. And uh, it's no mercy. Twenty twenty three. This is an interesting show. Um, Blair Davenport uh, defeated Kalani James on the pre-show. I, I didn't uh, call Kalani Jordan. Excuse me on the pre-show. I didn't watch this. I didn't know there was going to be a pre-show. I have all this. Do you? Go yes. for it. All right. So on our kickoff show, um, we get Mackenzie with Dragon Lee. And she asks him, how can he be impartial in this match? And he said a bunch of stuff. He said, I don't know. He had a good he had a good closing line. I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. I forgot what it was. Damn. But he, act he actually tied it together. You um, a bill. They, they, yeah, something like that. Mm. They, they interviewed Metaphor in the hallway. Mm. Um, they did metaphor things. Uh, the Lotharios got a promo. Grandfather something. Grandfather something. 
then Mackenzie's with Trick and Mello, and they say they're gonna both going to leave with gold on their shoulders. And then we get a random Kalani Jordan versus Blair Davenport match. Uh, my notes on this match was uh, Jordan needs work, um, but uh, uh, Gigi attacks Blair afterward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know what that means for Gigi. Hot sex. Uh, no, no. Oh, I mean she's fired. You, oh. you can't just attack people. Yeah, you're in not wrestling to do that. anymore. But yeah, we don't you? do that since a couple of months ago, yeah. or a weeks ago now. Who knows? Your, your producer will fear for their life. It won't be good. Mm. Yeah, everybody in the arena was probably like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I heard, but but here's the best part of it. So Gigi runs out there and is beating the shit out of Blair Davenport, and you know, rightly so, because Blair Davenport's whole gimmick coming in was injuring ladies, right? So Gigi's mad and she's beating her up and then they just like they just go to break now that's now this is a first of all what do you mean break this is a pre-show yeah like if you're watching this it's on like peacock or youtube or facebook or anything that doesn't have ad breaks naturally in it like this isn't a tv station like oh this beating's not interesting we've got to we've got to go to our you know now now a word from our sponsors during did you sponsor this ass kicking so I thought that was that was one of the most pathetic things I've seen in a long time. And it's one of the reasons why I think um, subconsciously as fans, mm-hmm. we really get detached and disinterested with wrestling because they're not presenting it as something interesting and, and something we should be alarmed about that, you know, another performer was assaulted, right? Um, Which is fine. It's just like, oh, yeah, this just happens. Yes. Yeah. This broken arm is brought to you by Snickers. You're not the same person. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was just, you know, Gigi was just hungry and, you know, or hangry. And this is what happens. So you're not yourself when when you're hangry. I'm sure Uh, Chris has broken a a, a co-worker's arm or two, you know. I've definitely thought about it. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I like my co-workers, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty nice. Well, I work with my family, so... Oh, well, then that's even more. Yeah. That's grounds so, to drink at work. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you definitely you definitely want to do the CM Punk thing and, and beat the crap out of somebody. But. So really quickly, back back to um, let's go to the top real quick. So kicking off the show, the real kickoff of the show. Uh, again, I really wanted to show it, but I can't. For some reason, it just won't upload here. It's a 30-second clip. God damn it, StreamYard. But um. It was such a nostalgic feeling to watch the kid, you know, push down the no mercy cartridge into the Nintendo 64. I was like, what's going on here? My son, um, we were watching it separately. He was home. He was, you know, at his grandmother's and I was at work. And he's just like, this is so cool. He goes, I love this. Um, one of the more creative uh, things, and I, I would love WWE to do more of this or something like this. But for those that didn't see it, man, they literally took the old original No Mercy game and they turned it into NXT um, with this background behind me and other cool things. And I'm going to be popping them up as we talk to talk about each match and show you. What did you think of Vet? You're a big video game aficionado. Um, was this something that was like legit over with you or you like, oh, this is cheesy or like what did the vet think about this? No, this was I thought this was cool. Mm. Um it's one of the few things that they do like this that I do think is cool. Cause you know, what was the last time we saw something like this? It was like 
a Tony D'Angelo pool party where it's the stupidest, most embarrassing thing ever. Right. So this is way 180 degrees from that shit. Uh, even though the graphics in no mercy were never as bad as they were in this intro here. Right. They made it look much worse than what it was. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but other than that, um, I did, I did like the intro. Uh, anybody that's of that age is going to like it, but even if you're too young to have played no mercy or you're just not that into it, just seeing something different like that, you will get it. Even if you don't get it, you still get it. It's still a video game. You still understand. You're like, Oh, this is a throwback to something that would probably be cool if I knew what they were talking about, but it's still cool just because it's a little different. So, Chris, what, would you say the same? Would you agree with that? 100%. This was one of those things where when I was watching it and I saw it come up, at, at first I actually didn't know what the hell was going on. And um, as it as it started to roll, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I really like this. Because I was a, I was a huge fan of No Mercy. Like, that was, that was like my... That was like right in the middle of my of my video game loving, you know, WWE sort of life, right? Because like I came in, I can't, I started with like Royal Rumble on the Sega Genesis or something, right? Like I I've been a wrestling game fan for a long time, right? Since I was a little kid, um, and then when No Mercy came out, like you have to understand, like if you were a, a wrestling fan and liked video games when No Mercy came out, that shit slapped hard that was like when that was like for first person shooter fans when halo first dropped Mm. it was that good it was it was it set a a new benchmark that i i still don't think they've been able to reach in terms of making a game fun i don't think there's been as fun a wrestling game as no mercy and um yeah i mean for me it was huge i loved it and uh, and watching it and watching them re- recreate it with the you know with the characters that they have now and everything and like you know the the sort of 8 bit look that they gave to everything it was a lot of fun it, it really was i it brought me back to my childhood in a good way you know, you know what's crazy for the pc mod community right like no mercy exists mm-hmm. and they update it and you yeah. could actually have this entire roster of people is on their no mercy mod somewhere somebody's got the whole thing uploaded with the arenas the custom arenas and everything like that so they they weren't gonna go they they i obviously couldn't go and take that and use it even though it would have looked way better than what they had they had they just had to have one some intern put together those those polygons uh you know in, in a few hours and i guess he did he or she did their best but um but yeah like you you know if you're a if you're a pc gamer i'm sure you could continue to enjoy no mercy to this day or any of those old games they still update tech mobile i was gonna say i i i up i um i have an emulator on my old laptop and i just keep it because they they update tech mobile every year super tech mobile Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i actually have that and that's so fucking cool every year I, i get the new uh what is it um what do you call the little file um i don't know i'm not a nerd little gaming file i forget yes, ROM, yes you ROM, are ROM, you're ROM. just about different things yeah rom <laughs> i'm sorry it's a rom yeah they update the rom every single year so that's pretty fucking cool but i'm um, love this i i actually i absolutely love this i thought this was one of the coolest things and like i said i hope they do more of this but what do we got next vet Oh, next is the uh, opening match uh, for No Mercy, which is, yes, it is these guys. <laughs> um, 
It is uh, Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin. And the first match that these guys have before the actual match is like, who's got the cornier ring entrance? Mm. Because, oh. yeah, uh, Braun comes out with a full uh, mascot costume. What is that? You know, furry's, furry's wet dream here. What are those? Um, if, if, if one of those was a, was a head head gimmick. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And then Baron, you know, gently, uh, you know, walks a motorcycle around the ring. Chris, I think Chris Winland said during the, his review that it looked like he's never ridden a motorcycle <laughs> in his life. And it's true. Like I've seen dude, like, look, let's look at undertaker. I mean, that guy would go like 30 miles an hour around, around the ring. He knew what he was doing. Baron Corbin looked fucking aw- You know what he looked like? Like like an aces and eights guy. So, so what you're saying is this was closer to Chuck Palumbo than the American badass Undertaker? I forgot about Chuck Palumbo. Much closer. <laughs> I forgot about him. That's um... <laughs> Just stop it. It's not, does it like people think it looks cool. It looked cool for the undertaker. Everybody else, you look like a fucking idiot trying to ride a motorcycle beside the ring. It's, it's and not all those, cool. All those kids it's are dying from, from fucking carbon monoxide poisoning. Cause that fucking motorcycle, like it hadn't had an oil change for like six months. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, that thing was smoky. Well, the the people of Bakersfield are used to breathing air like that, so it's no big deal. God damn, pal. Go ahead. Uh, So anyway, you you see these two guys come out, and you're like, all right, we're going to get some real meat chop here because these are two big boys, and uh, you know their entrance is notwithstanding. Uh, You're expecting violence. You're expecting a brawl. Braun starts with a tope con hero. So right off the bat, you okay, this is fucked. Um, Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, not only did they kind of lose me there, but they lost me later in the match too. And they lost themselves because they clearly forgot what they were supposed to do. And it got real awkward, like right, right around the late middle, you know, before they took it home, it just, uh, they couldn't remember what was supposed to happen clearly. Uh, and then, um, Robert Stone comes out of nowhere Yeah, he's awesome. for a crossbody. by the way blatant disqualification absolutely blatant disqualification and firing firing. yeah Yeah, and firing you know what i'll 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 relax the firing as long as there is a match going on right i'll i'll just say that um you know have to so so but but uh you know he, he so he catches robert stone and he he pitches robert stone onto security that was waiting there I guess they chased Robert Stone out there, but couldn't get to him in time and just decided to wait on the other side of the ring. I suppose that's how that went. Uh, yeah, anyway, that they were just there to uh, fall down when Robert Stone hit them, and then Baron Corbin hit the end of days, and I just shook my head and sighed and prepared my notes for the next match. Chris, you're our guest. I'll let you go. For- oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm calling an audible right here, just like Baron and... Uh, and uh, Braun should have Ray. We're going I, to you first. I just wanted to really quickly say that, even though you said everything you said, and I don't disagree with anything, it was still possibly one of their best matches. Think about that. One of their best matches, either Together. one of them in their career, or just like just I, or just the two of them. I think the two of them, like just 
like just like that was one of Braun's best matches, and that was one of Baron Corbin's best matches, I think, for what they did. Does that make sense, Chris? I mean, I get what you're saying. You I, mean? I thought it was pretty messy. Uh, there was there was at least a few times where you could sort of see them both standing in the ring, going, "Wait, whose turn is it now? What what yeah. spot are we at?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I hate that shit. I, I like. Personally, I just can't stand that stuff. Like, uh, you know, um, I'll give you a really good example of like what I'm talking about, why I hate that kind of stuff. So um, on PWC last night, we did our review of Wrestle Dream. Finally, we got around to it. Uh, <laughs> but um, but the Danielson and, uh, and Zack Sabre Jr. match, that was wrestling, right? These were guys countering each other. There was constant movement in the ring. And at every moment, it looked like both guys were trying to win the match. Right? Did one of those guys break their legs or something with a dragon? Oh, probably. I don't. I, that AEW is so ridiculous. Somebody probably got injured, but um, somebody got injured probably just jumping off the stage or something. Um, <clears throat> some main event guy probably did that. Uh, but uh, but anyway, yeah, that match was a really good example of what working is, right? Because it was two guys, and at every single moment of that matchup, it looked like somebody was trying to win a contest, which is what wrestling's meant to be. So when you've got two guys who are standing there sort of going, uh, wait a minute, what place are we? What's the next spot? Uh, 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 here, let's get into a huddle, and, and we'll quickly sort of weakly pretend to punch each other while we're clearly talking to each other in the huddle here. Um, like, bro, it just takes me out of it really badly. Um, it was a big moment for Braun. I'll put it that way. Like, uh, for, or for, uh, yeah, not, not for Braun for, uh, Baron Corbin getting the win here. I mean, that's a big deal for him. That's going to be something that he can sort of hang his hat on. Right. Um, when he finally retires. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent kidding. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't like this at all. It was, uh, it was a big mess. And uh, these are two big guys who I think can have a good match, but I thought it was a, I I thought it was like a two out of five stars. It was below average. We'll put it that way. To your point about Zach and uh, Brian, um, it was a uh, you could not call that match in the back. Mm-mm. How the hell would you explain like okay, and then you're going to reverse it like this, not like that? Like you couldn't talk through the stuff they did. A lot of that was just on the fly. They weren't even talking to each other in the ring. It was like we're just going to feel it out. You could, I mean, if you know what you're looking at, you could tell. Whereas these are two guys who thought they were going to be, you know, well, one of them did make it to the NFL, you know, but. Yeah they they clearly had different plans and you know whenever you whenever your career aspirations you whenever you either reach all the goals you want to reach or you didn't reach any of them you turn to pro wrestling so that's basically what we got here uh i'm gonna ask you guys go ahead chris go ahead you i gotta say i actually think that baron corbin has become a pretty good hand um he's become the safe guy that you can put like your your up and coming guy against and baron corbin will go out there he's got he's got a little bit of size he's got you know a a decent look that makes you want to boo him like he's a bit of a a douchebag look right um but he's also safe and he's gonna go out there and he's gonna have a relatively decent match with basically anybody um i think that's a good spot for them to have him in i i'm sure he's not happy with it but that's a really good 
that's a really good person to have on your roster too, is that guy who can help get the younger guys over and who is going to be safe in the ring with them. And that's where I think Baron Corbin has sort of found himself lately is he's, he's that guy. I, I really have to ask you guys, like for those watching an audio, you're not going to see this, but I mean, you have a choice. Okay. And, 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 and the question is, is this a rib? Like, like, is there somebody backstage saying, yeah, that shit looks good. What am I talking about? So are, are we going to go with this one for, for Braun Breaker? Where it was clearly falling off of his face, the, the dog face uh, mask gimmick, the COVID gimmick, or this fucking thing. Like, what is this? <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking thing I think I've ever seen. It's so big. Why, why would he walk down to the aisle with a giant fucking wolf head? Is that well now he can now he can use the Deontay Wilder excuse for why he lost the the rematch to uh to the Gypsy yeah. King, right? My headgear was too heavy and it and it mm-hmm. made me tired before I got to the ring. That's well, I'm happened. serious, guys. Like, is it fucking like He's the one that started with the tope? And of course, Aaron Benchalon. Well, yeah, Mantor had kind of a mantor of uh, vibe <laughs> with but god damn it, like like is there somebody there's nobody back there like yo, Bron, that should look stupid. Like, don't do that shit. Or you think, like, Shawn Michaels is like, ah, that looks, that looks great. You know, I can't do a Shawn Michaels. Can any of you guys? That was pretty good. Was, really? You could work on it, but that was good enough for a not try. Yeah. But, yeah, um, well, anyway, so you have the, those two things to start the match, right? You have the match itself, which they got lost in. Mm. And then you also have the fact that people are like, all right, well, you guys are both heels, so... Like they, 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 they seem to definitely be behind Baron Corbin just right. be, so, which that comes down to the, uh, the, what, what I always say, equity tenure, like, ah, uh, well, we respect you. We boo you in any other match, but in this one, we like you more than this other guy who's right. been forced down our throats. And then they just turned heel when they ran out of ideas. So yeah, they were behind him, but not really. The most of the majority it of fans... It might also be that they actually hate Braun Breaker, and they just kind of are like, yeah, I don't really like this Baron Corbin guy, but like, we really hate Braun. Well, he's he's done less, not only because of his length of time, but uh, just because the stuff he's done has been less egregious than Corbin, but hey, you know, whatever. People True. like things ironically these days, <laughs> and that's just how it is. So good old pirate... Pirate Corbin with the motorcycle gets the win. Uh, and where do we go? We'll see. Uh, referee Dragon Lee comes out. Um, then we get uh, Trick Williams versus Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship. Trick Williams looks like concerned in mm-hmm. this little video game thing. He looks mm-hmm. worried. And, and uh, I don't know. Dominic's like, what do you want from me? You know? Yeah. This, this is great, man. I'm sorry. Fuck. Um, am I allowed yeah. to talk about this match right now? Well, you, you can. You can. Uh, I will just give you the quick sort of rundown of the, um, you know, the final moments, I sure. guess. Uh, so th- there's a spot where Trick ducks a super kick from Dominic and mm-hmm. he hits Dragon Lee and Dragon Lee tumbles outside the ring mm-hmm. and stays out there for, you know, could because when you put on the striped shirt that makes you weaker i don't know if you guys know this you know you've had less experience in the wrestling ring but as soon as you put on a referee shirt like you know if this were a wrestling video game your stats would drop considerably um, seven, seven. maybe it's maybe it's a weight 
thing too, like the the dog head. You know, I don't know what it is about those shirts, but it just doesn't work out for you. It's like a Kevlar vest. Mm-hmm. Then another referee comes in, right, to replace the the unconscious Dragon Lee, um, and you know Dominic just decides he's going to shoulder block this guy. <laughs> there was no accident, nothing. It was just like ah, shoulder block, uh, which is great. And then uh, after four minutes of Dragon Lee laying on the outside, Trick goes to wake him up. And then he uh, he flies at Dominic Mysterio. Possibly he even made contact with him, and he scores the one, two, three for a big surprise for everybody in the audience. Trick Williams is your new North American champion. Um, all right, Ray, you are now allowed to talk about this match. Look, man, I'm going to say this before, and I'll preface as usual. I enjoyed this whole event, the whole pay-per-view. I actually had fun watching it. And I wasn't bored at all. Um, whether the matches were good or not, I thought they put together, um, if it was a PLE, I thought it was an enjoyable PLE. I, I really, really like this show. Doesn't mean, you know, you can like something and it can still suck. You know, I think that's fair to say. I mean, a blowjob is a blowjob. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it can it suck. It really sucks and it might not be that good. But right. It's still... But it's still a fucking blowjob, guys. And I'm sorry to put it out like that, but I think that's the fairest assessment of, of this show. This show was a, was a, was a blowjob uh, in the back of a car, which is awesome. But anywho, um, I, I like this match, man. I thought those guys work well together. Um, and trick Williams is still, still a little green, but, um, the kid is showing more and more what I've been saying since, um, I saw him take the mic alongside of, uh, um, uh, mellow. I think this kid is the star. He is going to be the star eventually. He is going to be on the main roster. He will eventually challenge for mid-card titles. Uh, don't know if he'll ever be a world champion, but there's something about... I do eventually see... Check this out. I thought to myself, I'm like, man, Booker T really likes this kid. And he puts him over. And I've been noticing that he's using you know, Booker a lot of Booker T moves. Who knows if Booker T takes him under his wing, becomes a manager, brings him up to the main rod. Who knows? Who knows down, move down the line? But this was a fun win uh, for me. I was very excited. Had no idea. Now, the one thing Aiden texted me, and I don't have my, I don't have the text here, but he says, why? Um, well, he said Dragon Lee, basically, I'll paraphrase. Dragon Lee was there for no reason. Usually when, a, when there's a special guest referee, in the past, if you watch 80s wrestling, especially in the 90s, you know, the referee gets involved, you know, and he pushes the guy and they get into the confrontation. And at one point, referee punches. The dude. There was none of this shit. Dragon Lee was just literally just a referee in a mask. He, he actually became a referee to the point that something that he should have just, you know, when Dom super kicks him, I would expect him to just bounce off the ropes and then hit him with a big move. Instead, he tumbled to the outside and laid there for... You know, the length of Wrestle Dream. So, a, a way this could have been maybe rectified, I think, if maybe perhaps uh, Dragon Lee was on the apron and got bumped and went through the table and then he was out for that du duration of that time makes more sense. Or if there was something outside, like a setup table or something that he could have gone through or hit his head on, maybe the stairs. That made sense. He just fucking got a got drop kicked and, and laid down for a nap. Um, but with all that being said, from Dominic Mysterio, right? Too from, not like you know, 
Yeah, not like not, not like, like a, a a killer or something. Yeah, like like B, uh, B, what is it? B. Brian Blair, who who did the uh, jumping Jim yeah. Brownsell? Like, yeah, yeah, that's a drop. <laughs> yeah, I could understand that. Yes. Right, you go down for for the three count or the twenty count. That, that. anyway, um, I, I no matter what you guys say, no matter what anybody says, I thought this was great. I enjoyed this fucking match. I, I had fun, and this was one of those things where Trick Williams won, and I was like, hey, like I I I laughed like happy i was like oh good for this kid man um he is very popular very fucking popular and i don't think it's a song thing yeah everybody's doing the whoop that trick thing and i think chris and, and jimmy were saying this during their podcast it's not just a whoop that trick shit that shit happened organically it happened organically people just want to be behind him because he looks like a fucking star he walks like a star. He talks like a star. He that fucking uppercut thing that he, that uppercut move that he does. Once he perfects that that shit, that, that move looks great. Neither here nor there. So before we go to Chris, mm-hmm. I want to add on to that and say, thinking again, this is a replacement for the guy they released, right? Who. You know, while you could make the argument that he's much more polished or whatever, this is a case where that does not matter at all. No. Like, you need way more Trick Williamses than you need Ali because he's he could surpass Ali just in a matter of months. Easy. You know, if if depending on his his rate of, you know, aptitude, like how much he learns and how quickly he's able to pick it up, Working. he can even surpass a mediocre you know wrestler like ali but then you know the other intangibles that ali was never gonna have uh this is definitely a case of um equal or greater value as a substitute uh so chris you know what do you think and chris before you jump in don't be surprised (laughs) if they rehire ali yeah wouldn't shock me putting it out there because that there is a possibility there's certain people that got released, not fucking top dollar. That guy's the fucking worst. <laughs> top but rope dollar. He stinks. Top. He stinks. Did Idre Anofe and this other prick, did they get released? No. I can't believe that shit. Okay, go ahead, man. This is what a fuck. What a, these guys need to be fucking. They keep the sweater. You can, you can sign the sweater that he was wearing. Um, all right. Uh, as far as the match goes, let me say that I haven't seen a lot of Trick Williams, so this was sort of my introduction to him as a worker and everything. Um, I've seen him on TV, but I've never really seen him be you know, somebody who people are looking at and actually talking about. I think that people who like this match are probably just really liking the fact that Trick Williams won. I think it's the same thing with the opener, to be honest with you. I don't know a lot of people really liked the match as much as they were like, oh, Baron Corbin won. Wow, good for him. Um which, hey, there's something to be said for that. Sometimes you want to book that way. You want people to be happy with the outcome sometimes, right? Sometimes. Um, you know, not always. You, sometimes you want people to be to be born, you know, within the within the body of a match or whatever. But, I mean, Trick Williams is, uh, you know, like you said, he's 6'4", he's 240. I mean, what's there not to like in terms of his look, right? He, he looks great. He's got a good face, too. Um, you know, he Just did Just say it. He's handsome. He's, he's a handsome devil. Of course he's he nice is. Nice yeah. kid, man. He's, he's a good-looking dude. And um, the one thing that I thought was kind of funny, now, 
Ray, you're going to have to help me with this because you're you're from New York, right? You understand all the all the ins and outs of the you know the 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 ghetto slang language and everything, right? I was I was under the impression that a trick was a prostitute. Is that not a prostitute? Okay, so just so that we're clear, everyone in NXT is is chanting, "Beat up the prostitute for Trick Williams!" Right? Whoop that trick. So do we have the, to take this all the way back to 2004 and so explain the, you know, you know how you can call a man oh. a fucking hoe yeah, or bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same situation. So technically, technically the word trick was more of an eighties term or even a late seventies into the eighties term for prostitute. Um, it, it did kind of evolve into uh, just a bitch ass motherfucker, if that makes okay. any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, tri- if you want to take it even deeper than that, trick was like that was the act, right? Not even necessarily the prostitute. Then it became the prostitute, right? You turned, then tricks, it was right, and yeah. then you were a trick, right? Then, mm-hmm. But again, and then like you whoop tricks. Like if you're a rapper in a movie and you need a hit single, you know, and you're trying to get out the mud, which we'll talk about. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you you create you a song prostitute um so cool mm-hmm. um that's a cool chant beat the prostitute i love it i i'd love to i'd love to see them actually uh you know uh clear that up and just and just make sure that that's clear that that's what's being said by the nxt cr- crowd because that that's funny um but uh, i guarantee you not one person has explained any of this to Shawn michaels but well yeah, i'm gonna no. I'm going to do this for you, Chris. This is uh, for educational purposes real quick. Um, I'm going to actually pull up the old uh, Urban Dictionary here. And it says here, trick. It says a noun. Check this out here. A per- now, this has evolved. A person who spends money on gratifying their sexual impulses and or pleasures. Uh, adjective. The word has the ability to describe a person uh, or action. Verb. Uh, to trick, tricking, tricking off. The act of splurging or spending cash of fulfilling. So this is this has like a whole different uh, this meaning. This is what the Urban Dictionary says, which is written by you, according to this cat over here on the side. Now, lastly, it says a trick is known by the prostitutes for giving them value in exchange for something, uh, for some form of being. Uh, okay, so you presence. could explain this to Shawn Michaels. You could be like, Shawn, you remember when you used to go in the back with Vince so that you could get Intercontinental Championships and right. stuff like that? Anal, right. That's that's Whoop that's that what anal. the trick is. Whoop that anal. That, that's that that that's what the trick is. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah. As far as this match goes, fine. I guess it, the, the match was okay. Um, like your son, I was left going, what's the fucking point of Dragon Lee yeah. be, being here? Unless they're just, are they just going to Dragon Lee versus Dom? Is that the point here? Because even after this week's NXT, I was still left going, are they not doing Dragon Lee versus Dom? Because what was the point of him being the fucking referee? Um and by that you mean Dragon Lee versus Dom again, because that would right. be the third matchup in a trilogy of matches that they've and, already had. And he also got beat clean Dragon Lee on national oh, TV. God. You forgot yeah. about that, right, guys? Huh? So they don't give a shit about anybody. Dude, you beat Braun Breaker, you the beat Neuralizer. Yeah. The swamp gas from Venus uh reflected uh yeah, I get it. Yeah. Cool. Jimmy Jimmy's in the chat, by the way. Yeah. Hey Jimmy, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, now nah, yeah. Welcome, yeah. Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Zane Vicious um, says, "Y'all Wilden." You have to look that up on Urban Dictionary and explain to Shawn Michaels, please. 
God damn it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this was, um, you know, like you said, it was a match and it Mm -hmm. happened. It was supposed Mm -hmm. to be a different match and it wasn't. So, you know, whatever, a feel good moment for trick Williams, because even though, uh, he was a last minute replacement, it worked out for them because they've been building up lots of story kind of tension between him and, you know, Carmelo. So sure. It's, it's so it plays into all that it'll fit it's it a long play totally sure. it's a long play yeah i get it yeah yeah uh so last tuesday ava was still believing in joe gacy but he says schism is dead so let's let's hope he's telling the truth uh, you know what's gonna happen right hmm? you know what's gonna happen right what so uh i heard through the grapevine that uh what's his name uh bo dallas is gonna be getting a run uh you know kind of like you know memory of his brother but also he's going to be continuing that legacy of bray wyatt uh look out for it in december number one number two don't be surprised if joe gacy is part of that faction um boo so i'm just saying i'm just putting it out there all right uh wrestling calls yay yeah more wrestling well you know this is one of the you know this was around at least a little while uh, Tiffy warms up, then we get a tag team championship four way match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is uh, what the family versus uh, out the mud versus uh, those other teams. I don't remember who it was. The, all right, so Tony D'Angelo, uh, yeah, the Creed brothers, Humberto Carrillo, and Angel okay, Garza. okay, yeah, yeah, and then out the yeah, mud, them. yeah, all right. Well, my first tip to getting out of the mud don't ride a tricycle as a grown man. That will help you on your way out of the mud. Oh, um, that was a trick. I know though. it's a thing. I already know it's a thing. I'm just trying to make a joke. Yes, um, the security that caught um, Bronze Dive earlier is now dressed as gangsters, greeting Tony D and Stax as they're, as they're on the uh, as they're on their way down. Did you see the two Filipino Italian uh, gangsters with the baggy suits? Yeah, security. Okay, okay. security. I respect that. Um, all right so uh yeah this is a sort of a a case of well it's i i wrote down oops all heels but the thing is you would think well no they're not all heels even though the creeds i guess have gotten a soft turn but at really no point did they get like a face turn we just stopped booing them for some reason their faces i know but you 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 see what i'm saying where there was no inciting incident to make right. anybody change their mind it's just like oh we just like you guys now you're so ridiculous right. that you know i guess and they're still like you we all love donkey kong we love um, donkey kong he's awesome yeah um and then uh yeah so like the, the same thing with the tony d'angelo and them Man. like they were just kidnapping people and just being ridiculous but so one day we just decided no nah, they're baby faces so i don't know it, it it's a weird sort of dynamic Speaking of Tony D, uh, his knee gives out in this match, or does it? Mm. Uh, get to that in a minute. See, uh, but the family okay. retains ultimately uh, with a uh, nice spirit of seventy six. Go ahead, Ray. So, uh, and I want to revert back to the review that Jimmy and and I want you guys to go back and listen to it too. And Jimmy and Chris did. They were totally confused as to why, uh, you know, they were they were doing the knee gimmick. Did it really happen or not? You guys have to really understand that. There was a, a legit knee injury for Tony D'Angelo when he had just kind of like started getting his solo run in NXT. 
and it took him out for what was it bet almost a year like nine months he was out with it was a long knee. time he was out let's say a solid almost a solid year with that knee injury so that's always going to play into his character i think moving forward um here and there you even notice he's wearing the stone cold steve austin brace underneath his uh his velour suit well that being said this is why they did it that way they wanted you they wanted to make you believe that he wasn't coming back he re-injured his knee um and this was fine i, I didn't have a problem with it uh what did you guys think of of the match in general but what did you think of out the mud what did you think of those boys because I personally, you know what? No, I want to hear what you think of 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 these guys, Chris. What would what, you think of these these young guys? I thought this was a great. I thought this match in general was a great big fucking waste of time. Really? Uh, uh, just I'm gonna disagree. Just to be honest with you, I just didn't understand what the fucking point was of any of this. None, none of these people I felt like got over to any degree more than they were beforehand. I still didn't know who out the mud was by the end of this match. Uh, couldn't couldn't tell you what they're I couldn't I honestly if I if I walked up to them on the street I wouldn't recognize either one of these fucking dudes right now really? after watching this pay-per-view mm. um and uh yeah the Italian guys came in with the belts they left with the belts there was no real progression there was no story that was really told here it was basically just uh guys go out and do some moves and stuff for 20 minutes and uh they went out and they did some moves and stuff for 20 minutes as far as Tony selling his knee and it being a part of his story I, I get it, and yeah, that's a good that's a good way to get you know uh, you know sympathy from the crowd, right? Oh, my knee, my knee, my knee, right? Um, but at a certain point, it becomes uncomfortable too. Like at this point, when Brian Danielson sells his head sometimes in matches, right. I don't. It's not a good sell for me. It's like I'm worried about you now, and it makes me uncomfortable that I'm even watching this, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's like, why don't you just go home and hang out with your daughter, Brian? Because Makes me uncomfortable that you still might literally go brain dead or something. Well, he's he's going to do that soon. This is last year. Give yeah. Him a break. Give him a break. Uh, but so it's the same thing with like the knee, right? Going back to it constantly is uh, it's a good way to get sympathy, like I said, but uh, you, you risk overdoing it. It's like uh, Mark Jackson there for a while. He was doing that with his back. Right? I mean, Matt, ja- is it, is it Matt? Is it, it's, it Matt, it's Matt. It's Mark. But it's, it's Mark Matt. Jackson. Yeah. Well, Mark yeah. Jackson is also a former uh, all-star point guard for the New York Knicks. Mark, Mark, uh, sorry, Mark, Matt, the Mark Jackson, uh, he, that guy there, he, you know, he sold his back for like two and a half years, basically, right? Every single match he was selling his back, like it was the end of the world and his back was broken mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it was fine for a while. And then it got to the point where he'd sell his back and you just roll your eyes. You're like, okay, uh, fuck out of here. Well, that's because even again. from the first time of selling his back, he's doing the double Northern Light suplex on guys that are twice his size. So he's just yeah. easily, you know, flipping over uh, 200 pounds with each hand um, while bending over backwards. And then he just, as long as he touches his back at the end, you know yeah. um, that his back is hurt, which yeah. is the same thing with this. This is one of the most realistic cells of an in-match injury to the point that as they're working on tony d in the corner it looks like the other guys in the match are lost because they have to figure out what to do uh the best working ever and it's all for nothing because he hobbles back out later and is immediately like oh i'm hobbling i'm hobbling i'm hobbling till i gotta run the ropes or hit a perfect spine buster or whatever else i gotta do so ultimately why did we do this if you're going to fake an injury, you got to get something out of it. Well, I think the reason why they did it is to uh, 
is to have the people watch whoever's watching the match believe that the possibility of the tag team champions retaining that title is impossible because now it's it's not only one guy is down it's the main guy you know the the powerhouse of the group i mean i'm serious this is why no i know but do you do you think that's a good idea i mean we know that you're explaining it but uh, is that a good idea do i think it's a good idea um i don't think i don't think this was a good idea i understand why okay. they did the idea um i don't think it's a, necessarily a horrible idea at the same time because that there was no point in juncture during the match that i said the italians are definitely retaining you know what I'm saying? See, so, I knew they yeah. were retaining, and I—I've never—I wasn't even following the product. And really? I was like, you thought these guys are walking out with the belt for sure? Interesting, because I generally—I generally thought they were gonna—they were gonna actually give the belts to. Uh, actually, no, I, I actually had them retaining. So, what am I talking about? See, to me, it, they, they did a very similar thing with uh, at Wrestle Dream, where they had MJF defending against what the fuck are they called? The Righteous? Is that right? The yeah, what the Righteous. The one of the fucking wrestling cults. Anyway, MJF had to do it by himself, right? But at no point leading up to or during the match did anyone watching that think there was any chance that the Righteous were winning those belts in spite of the fact that it was a two-on-one match, right? It was the same thing here. You know, oh, the, the tag champs could lose the belts at any moment in any way. You Not won't right. see it coming. Mm-hmm. There's no point in this match where I thought, oh, yeah, they might. No, I was just like, yeah, the really? Italians are walking out with these fucking oh. belts. I, I actually ended up, I don't know, maybe it's just the marketing because I ended up like kind of like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to put the belt on the two Mexicans. Well, I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't, Mexicans. I wasn't sure of the outcome, Ray. Well, why not? Uh, well, because this entire division sucks and all four of these teams suck. So it was up for grabs. <laughs> Do you really not like the Creed brothers? They're fine, but they're ready to go. Yeah. Oh, we they, thought they, they were going. And they're still here. All right, so then back to out the they lo- they lo- they lose a loser leaves NXT match, and you and I are thinking, well, it must be time for the Creeds to make their Raw debut. And nope. nope, just back down in the mud without the mud. Yeah, no mud, no mud. So speaking about the mud, so these two kids, uh, this is like their fourth or fifth match on TV. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull off some positives here. I think those two kids, um. They do a lot of little things that a lot of guys that have been in the business for a long time don't do. Um, I don't know which is which. So let's just say the Puerto Rican kid, I'll have him as the lighter skinned kid uh, with the tight braids. Um, Lucian, let's call him Lucian. He does this thing where he's doing like this this creepy spider crawl and he's kind of like stalking his prey almost like a, like a lion. I like that shit. I like that he does. I like that that jumping stomp they do, you know, like a curb stomp thing they do to the chest. I think that works. Um, I think those guys work their size and they're deceptively fast for guys that size, which is impressive to me. And uh, out of football guys. Yeah. I mean, listen, out of all these teams, I think the Cree brothers, like you said, our main roster ready They're, They should have been gone a while ago, but I really do see a, a bright future with, they need to fucking change their name. And I, I, I know it's a new term. I know we sound like old fogies or whatever the fuck you want to say, out the mud, I get it. You know, you're coming out the hood. You know, you're coming out of the grime. You're coming out of the gritty. You're coming out of all this bullshit. Out of the grit, not the gritty. That's the dance. But, but, but yeah, yeah. But to your to your point, Ray, like I'm doing the gritty. Hey, keep talking. At the gritty, hitting the gritty. <laughs> um, me. So they're signed by WWE. They sure are. That seems like it pretty much out the mud to me. 
Do you get paid to do this? Get paid to train? It's still in NXT, though. Get paid to learn? I'm I know, but I'm, I'm just saying that's that's not exactly mud. Swampy? Out the swamp. It could be a little, little swampy, but better than mud, I, I would say. Um, I don't know, man. Look. From one football guy to another, mm. Brian Pillman Jr. vignette airs. Um, hey. Oh, and speaking of football guys, did you, did you, did you, the one of you guys want to say anything about Russ Francis while I'm thinking is. about it? Russ Francis, what happened? Russ Francis passed away. Oh no. Uh, recently, a, a, a plane crash. He was 70 years old. I did not know that. Oh God. No. Yeah. So um, Russ Francis, wasn't he in uh who that? Well, he was, uh, he was San Francisco, correct? Yes, San he won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl with the 49ers. And he was also um in the big WrestleMania 2 uh Battle Royal, am I correct? I think so. But he was a wrestler. He was like one of the wrestlers like a Wahoo McDaniel that was prominent football player and wrestler. He'd been wrestling in the the Hawaiian promotion with you know, like in the Chief Peter Maivia era um and winning championships in that so he was he was one of the uh two sport athletes um so russ francis also has time kind of a yeah he was yeah that's right san francisco um they actually alluded to him he was one of the longest last patriots too right he was on the patriots right he was more known for being in san francisco and during the 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 run at wrestlemania too when when he did the, the the nfl versus pro wrestlers battle royal they were putting over that for, you know, for us, Rush Francis was the real deal. He actually lasted like, I think the longest out of all the wrestlers, even refrigerated William Perry was tossed out before him. And, uh, if I remember correctly, he actually had a good showing. So it's funny that I, I didn't remember him having a, an actual pro wrestling background. I just thought he was a football player that got it. He had a pro wrestling career. He was in the AWA. He was in the NWA. He was in the WWF. I'm learning like he... something today. He did a lot of stuff. He did a lot of crazy stuff. He's a he's worth looking into. I mean, he he had a, a Hall of Fame football career probably, but even besides that, he did a lot of interesting things. So, but yeah, he just he passed away sometime this weekend. I'm not sure exactly, but um, yeah, Russ Francis. Oh yeah, see it. Rest man. in peace to that guy. Yep. Rest in peace. Whatever happened to Bill Fralick? <laughs> see if you remember that. <laughs> That's Jim. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's it's Seth Franklin Rollins too. Um, (laughs) All right, so we get the vignette of Pillman, you know, which is cool. The vignette. This was actually on the previous episode of NXT, but the feed I had cut it out, so I didn't mention it. Was that the same for you, Ray? Like you didn't see this on the the NXT from last week, right? But it was on there. What was it? I'm sorry, because I was. You know the one where they shows the guy watching all the second and third generation athletes on TV. And then he gets up and he's got like a Bengal tiger on the jacket. I've seen this. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they showed uh, it on NXT uh, last night. Yeah, but they cut it. I saw it because, um, you know, you know, how we watch the the gimmick feed or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they the cut gimmick it feed. Off uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was watching it on USA, so I saw it. And then they showed it here on mm. the PLE, and they actually showed it last week on the NXT thing. But I didn't mention it because I watched the gimmick feed and they cut it. So they're no, actually I, showing this vignette for a bit. The gimmick feed I, I used at watch wrestling worked. I saw everything. But they they cut certain stuff out of there because oh, man. um maybe I maybe like I'd... coming out of commercials, anything that might have licensed music, like they cut that so it doesn't get taken down. 
But anyway, regardless, Pillman. Um, yes. And then uh, Trick Mellow Gang, you know, they meet up. Trick is, you know, they one champion to another champion. They reunite. Uh, Becky shops for weapons in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and she picks up a kendo stick. So you know what that means. You're not watching. I I disavow. Disavow. This one is um all right then we get a package explaining the heritage cup to people like chris and then we get uh butch versus noam dar here's a quick rundown um round one uh dar hits a back elbow at the bell possibly a little late Mm. no fall recorded round two um and enziguri off a distraction one oh dar Round three, a bitter end. It's now 1-1. Round four, Dar is out in a triangle choke, but he's saved by the bell. Round five, uh, Dar gets his hand stepped on after the bell. Um, And in round six, Oro just jumps on the apron in full view of the referee and kicks Butch. But instead of disqualifying it, they had to play it off like the referee didn't see that. And uh, then Gallus comes and beats up uh, Tyler Bate. And then Joe Coffey comes in and clotheslines Butch, and Dar covers him, and he retains the Heritage Cup champions. So, a lot of stuff happened, Chris. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Okay, as the first time, we're we're gonna review this week's actual NXT too, like when we're done yeah. the pay per view, right? That's okay. gonna happen. Yeah. So, yes, so this yes. is the first of two times I'm going to absolutely bury the fucking refereeing, um, because there was mm-hmm. another egregious moment on this on this week's episode of NXT mm-hmm. with the referee. Um, this is ridiculous. Like, you can't bury the referee. You can't put the referee in a position where you have to bury them okay because the referee represents the logic of your professional wrestling okay they are the they are literally the box in which your professional wrestling match is meant to compete inside of okay they are supposed to be the world in which you're competing in okay they are the gods and the rule makers of your world okay Mm -hmm. So when you completely bury the fucking referees like that, it takes me as a fan completely out of it. And now listen, this whole Heritage Cup thing, I got to be honest with you guys. I I take my hat off to anybody who tries to do something new and interesting with pro wrestling because it's hard. It is it is it is admittedly difficult to come up with um you know, new match types and things like that that are interesting and fun and that will get over and that people can use regularly. This is just a fucking mess, man. I every time I watch one of these, I'm just going. I I'm sure Billy Corgan loves this. But, I don't know. I yeah. I don't. I don't love this at all. I think this is. I, it turns into just a bunch of silliness. And I've been conditioned my whole life. One, two, three matches over. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I see one, two, three, and then everybody just stands up and they get ready for the next for the next round or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like I don't like it because to me the one, two, three feels a lot like a knockout in uh, in in mixed martial arts or in boxing. Right. That's supposed to be the end. Now you can get me with a with a two out of three falls every once in a while. But this isn't even that. This is like that with a bunch of extra nonsense on top. So don't bury the referee. 
And as much as I take my hat off to people trying to do something new with wrestling, I don't like this heritage cut, this heritage cup gimmick at all. It just doesn't, it doesn't connect with me. I don't mm. know. Oh yeah. Well, guess what, Chris, the heritage cup uses the round system, which originated in German professional wrestling, which you constantly remind fault. everybody that you have germanic heritage You're so fucking full, you really this is your heritage that we're all having to watch now and you are directly responsible uh through your ancestry for us having to talk about this in the slightest well so I, I will i will say that uh you know this is shock this and this is shocking to me it's something that i'm just learning about now but there are times when germans have done bad things so really this this say. might be an example of you know of Germany you know kind of slipping on a banana peel. Listen, everybody makes mistakes, right? I'm not trying to say that they're bad people in general, but sometimes Germans make mistakes too. So there's that. Don't sell it. Well, Ray, you've uh, had experience with Heritage Cup here, so, so you're, this is a little less foreign to you. Part right. the expression. Get it? That's it's a good pun. So all right. Here's the deal. First and foremost, again, I'll I'll go back again to Jimmy and Chris's um, uh, review of this. Uh, and they were totally confused as to what the heritage was, and I think Vet clearly stated what the heritage was. This is the uh, world of sport, uh, old school uh, round system. That is the heritage they're keeping up. They're you know celebrating the old school wrestling thing. Chris, uh, I understand why you don't like it. <laughs> I kind of like it because it's different. It's different. Um, I, 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 I see the round system. Um, I understand how we are preconditioned as professional wrestling fans in North America and even in Japan, you know, um, I understand how we used to the one through one, two, three being the end all be all of it. Um, you can look at it also, Chris is, you know, you and I both, you know, used to, you know, box and shit and fight. And we were both, uglier for it oh i'll speak for myself um it's kind of like a knockdown you know getting 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 hurt you know and then you get saved by the bell and you know you go to the corner and you take a deep breath and your adrenaline kicks in and maybe you make a comeback maybe you get knocked out who knows i mean this is the way i'm looking at it i'm looking at at this as kind of like boxing uh i don't know man i i, I find it okay and then the guys who were in this match Noam Dar and fucking uh, what's his fucking name, Butch. Butch? I like them both. Like I, I know Noam Dar is like five foot nothing, and Butch is five foot something. But I both like them, and I and I think together they they put together a pretty decent match. So for somebody who's been watching wrestling for almost fifty years, think about that, fifty fucking years for a guy that used to sit as a little baby watching my father wrestle, thinking it was real. Um, I don't mind this. And, uh, for me, it's okay. And, and remember, remember you guys out there, it's okay to disagree with us. It's okay to not like the same things or like the, or like different things than what we're, you know, just because we say that this match sucked, maybe you liked it in your personal way. Chris thinks this match was probably horrible, right? Chris, you, you didn't get it. Didn't no, it's, 
I'm trying to be brief so that I'm not taking up too much time. Brother, we're past through the brief shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like Butch a lot. Butch is actually one of my favorite like undercard guys in WWE. I really, really enjoy watching Butch's matches. Mm-hmm. No, I'm Dar, not so much. And I do think that there's potential for this match type to create real drama. Mm-hmm. But so far, I've watched it a number of places. I watched them do this in Impact for forever, and I've watched a couple of matches with them doing it in NXT. And so far, it just comes across as overbooked. It comes across as messy okay. to me. Now, like you said, man, hey, somebody else might think this was the greatest fucking thing ever, and they just love this, and they're looking at this as their, you know, Sean versus Austin at Mania. Sure. And good for you, man. I'm not trying to tell you what's good or bad. I'm just trying to give you my my own opinion. My own opinion is this: the match type might have potential, but I haven't seen it done well yet. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well. All right. Well, in the in the complete opposite vein of that, uh, where you would have to you know book something and be creative with it and everything like that, and a thinking man's wrestling match or whatever, we now come to our NXT Championship match. Uh, in which uh, Dragunov once again attempts to uh, gain the crown from Carmelo Hayes. That that is, um, I'm pretty sure that's Sean. Or that's Keenan Ivory Wayans right there. Right? That is not fucking Carmelo Hayes. That is the the worst looking. I don't know who the fuck. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah, probably. Maybe Future. Yeah. If you want to go more common, you know, more more a current rapper, maybe. Yeah. Um. So okay. Uh. You know, I don't have much to say, to be honest. Um. After uh, the only thing I wrote down was, all right. After twenty minutes of bumps, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. We have a new champ. That that that's what we have here. Ray. People are gonna have to start forgetting the fact that Dragonoff is not six five. That's what I'm gonna tell tell you right now. Because it appears to me that no matter who's he, who he's in the ring with, you know, they they they're people are like, oh yeah, Dragonoff is great, but he's too small, right? Some of his greatest battles were against against Gunther, and not Gunther that we see now, fat Gunther, big giant burly Gunther, and he made it believable. And I have to attribute my love for Dragonoff to the vet, because vet literally pushed me to watch those two matches uh in nxt uk between those two guys which are two of my favorite matches of all fucking time that's how good they are it appears that whenever dragon off is in a ring with another professional wrestler at the end of the night you go home saying was this the match of the month was this the match could this possibly be the match of the year this is my thought process now did one of the people in this match not know that it was a work dragon off Ilya Dragunov, the only fear I have for that kid, and knowing professional wrestlers being around the, the, this lot, you know, the locker room as a kid and everything like that, it may be a problem. They're gonna be people that be like, "I ain't doing that shit. I'm not working with that guy." Um, he can, he may develop. Uh, maybe he is, you know, Jimmy and Chris were also saying, you know, we, they believe that's probably really him. I think that might be him for real too. Like, I think he's a fucking, he's a little off. He's a little off and you can tell this guy just fucking loves to beat himself up and loves to beat up other people. Carmelo Hayes did a great job at trying <laughs> to beat him up. 
but Dragon will beat the fucking shit out of him. I'm gonna go back again and and, and also discuss uh, the finisher, his finishing move. Oh. Um, now I get how that finishing move can be extremely dangerous, but vet, I'm not gonna pull the rabbit out of the hat. I'm not gonna. It's up to you whether you want to tell the trick on how that move is done. But um, I think that's actually a really good move for him. He's he's not fucking landing on his ass. He's not you know uh, landing on his knees. He's just taking a front bump, and he's really just. Well, I'm not gonna say it, but he's. It's it's kind of a safe move. Now, if he fucks up, yeah, he could probably you know knock somebody unconscious for real. But the way Dragonoff is doing it, uh, and Vet, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's pretty safe. It looks fucking dangerous, and that's great. And for those who say that that finishing move is dumb or it doesn't make sense, do that to somebody in real life. See what happens. <laughs> it's a fucking finisher. You're talking about the H bomb, right? The fuck yeah, when he just comes down, boom, and just yeah. drops the fucking. Yeah, it, it could be safe. It could be. <laughs> it's it's got the potential to be safe. I don't think anything he does is safe. Dragonov is the walking epitome of. I'm not taking that shit. <laughs> I think the vet's frozen. Uh, and he's back. Okay, cool. Uh, there he is. Did your lights go out? Something happened. I don't know. Okay, what. It must right, have been back. my PC. My, nope. my PC did something because the electricity's still on. Anyways. We're back. We're back. Yeah. Um, but it's all good. But you're saying uh, I'm not taking that shit. He just froze that. I thought you were doing that for That's that was the end. That that was the end of it. <laughs> I was done. Uh but yeah, that's exact that's exactly it. You know, like that's what you would say at a monitor sellout. You know, when a bunch of the guys are standing around watching the match and you're just like, he hits, he hits Carmelo Hayes with something. And you're just like, I ain't taking that shit. See, you know, which is that, that's going to get, that's going to be a problem when he gets called up eventually. I'm going to disagree with you. Javi, Javi says dragon lacks character to get over in the main roster. His character is who he is. He's a fucking nut. Mm -hmm. And guess what? He's Chris Benoit reborn. I like oh. People he's, don't like that comparison, but that is what he is. He's, he's the he's Danny O'Brien and Chris Benoit. If they had a baby. Mm, yeah, no, that's a good that's a good cut too. Yep, Danny O'Brien. Yep. But what do you think, Chris? I mean, I thought this match was exhilarating. Like I enjoyed it. Like I I took joy in watching this match. And 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 I know you as a as a, as a person that that people don't understand unless you've actually been in the boxing ring. There's something about getting hit and hitting somebody back that that just like chris you ever you ever watch a boxing match right and you're just sitting there watching it and you see yourself like bobbing and weaving kind of like doing little right and and you know how it feels and when you when you see that person get hit with that short right hand you sit next to somebody next to you and they're like oh that didn't hurt and you're like oh yes it fucking did yeah oh oh look he's shaking his head that didn't hurt him i'm like it fucking hurt it fucking hurt <laughs> it's like it hurt but a, a guy like you that, that knows what it's like to be hit, man, watching a match like this where they're just beating the shit out of each other, does it do anything for you? Man, I got to say, like, I, I, I'm with, uh, so I'm with you, right? I, this was a great match as, as somebody who watches wrestling, right? Like, as somebody who's a fan of pro wrestling, this was a great match. But, like, as somebody who recognizes when something is and isn't safe, it was also slightly uncomfortable. Like for me, I'm right. watching this and going, "Holy fuck, yeah. man!" Yeah, this kid, like a bunch of the offense that Dragonoff does, <laughs> you're right. It it can be safe, right? It has the potential to be safe, That's but it also has the potential to end someone's career, right? Yeah. Like that H bomb that he does, it has the potential to be safe. But if he <laughs> slips and he misses by four inches, 
you're you're not just out cold. That's you're getting two hundred pounds off the top rope in an elbow onto your face. Mm-hmm. Like well, back that's gonna head. that that's gonna yeah exactly. Like you're gonna wind <laughs> up coming out of there like Gerald McClellan. You're 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 not coming out of there with your fucking head screwed on fucking properly. Um, man, I uh, yeah. So th- there's two parts of me watching this. There's there's the part of me as a someone who really loves watching pro wrestling who's going man. This was fucking awesome. Like, this was a really, really good match. And then there's the other part of me that's going, I really hope nobody is watching this and thinking that's how I should work. Because well, I have no. a question. Like, Vet, you're you're a New Japan fan, man. You love New Japan Pro Wrestling. And there are fans out there that love AEW and shit, and they love that, that crazy style. Let's be real. If this shit happened on a New Japan Pro Wrestling pay-per-view, this exact match, uh, it would get 10 stars from fucking Melter. I think the fans would fall in love with it. If this shit happened on AEW Dynamite, people will be touting this as one of the greatest matches. Fuck Ricky Steamboat and, and Macho Man Randy Savage. Like, do you disagree with that, bro? Uh, what do I do? I disagree with what the wrestling culture would think about a match right. like this if it took place in a certain. Mm-hmm. I don't have to disagree. They're saying it about it anyways. They say it about his matches. They talk about how his matches are different. There's a reason why they're talking about it that way because his matches are fucking different. Because I'm not convinced that he knows that this shit isn't real. No, he hasn't been. Uh, what do they say? Smartened up. Yeah, nobody told him. Like he gets that there's supposed to be a winner at the end you know that they already talked about but once he's in there they're not working like if he took this match to new japan the japanese got to be like lighten up you stiff prick it's it's because because right. even though the even though the the japan guys are a lot of technique i mean of course there's rotten ones like any wrestling promotion anywhere in the world but for the most part the top of the top japanese wrestlers are working it you know, like it's just harder for for normal fans to see through. You can't see through Dragon Hoss stuff because there's nothing to see through. It's just he hits you as hard as he can, and if he hits you in a safe place or not, you know, you're rolling the dice is is what I think. Um, and he doesn't care about himself. So Mm-mm. the the man may have a screw loose, and <laughs> if 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 he's just making us believe that then he's the greatest worker in the world but i don't know look looking at the bruises on all of his opponents after the matches i would say uh tells a different story what so. about when he, what about when he threw a chop and his and he had that big fucking bump on his arm do you remember that when we were watching nxt i forgot who the fuck he was wrestling he he did some crazy sh- he he was throwing chops and his arm his arm uh, dragon it was arm. it was, uh, it was that um the uh what's it the dijack match right oh my god yes that Dijak was like, all right, dude, <laughs> like, stop. Remember when, when Braun Breaker, when he was wrestling Braun Breaker, and Braun Breaker was like, fuck this shit. Took him down. He shot Taco. He shoot, shot, took him down, I guess. I don't know what he was saying. He fucking took him down. Like, you are enough. I don't care. I love Just Dragon. Just double leg the guy and fucking whispering to him, calm the fuck down. I fucking love Dragon <laughs> off. I love his intensity. And let me tell you something. I understand he's not safe. I wish, I fucking wish a lot of these fucking wrestlers at least took it this, like, took it this serious. People that, like, really give, gave a fucking shit. I don't know. 
I'm I'm excited to see what he does next. I really like Dragunov. Like I like listen, my favorite wrestler when I was growing up was Chris Benoit. So when I see somebody who's got Oof. that same kind of style, Oof. hey, sorry, not sorry. Okay. I don't really give right. a shit. He right. that okay. listen, I li- listen, <laughs> I I am grown up enough mm-hmm. that I can separate an artist from the art, right? Yes. Chris Benoit's art is absolutely some of the best art that he's ever done. Agreed. Chris Benoit did some absolutely terrible things at the end of his life, right? I don't want to get into Chris Benoit, but like he was my favorite worker. He was my favorite wrestler. And mm-hmm. part of it was the intensity. I believed that he wanted to hurt somebody and that he was difficult to hurt. That was sort of the thing with Chris Benoit. Ilya Dragunov, like I said, is sort of a modern day version of that. And I really, really like watching the kid work as a fan. I like watching him. Right. So I'm excited to see what he does next. And I don't really even want him to calm down. I just hope that the people who are getting in the ring with him understand that, like, listen, if you want to calm him down, you you can't just put him in a headlock and tell him to calm down. You might have to shoot on him and be like, chill out or I'm choking you out. And it, it might happen. <laughs> it might happen. He's If he's going to go to the main roster, he's sure not going to be able to bully most of those fucking guys. He's not at 185 he- pounds. He's not. He's lucky Riddle isn't there anymore. Can you imagine him trying to shoot on Riddle like Oof. that? Oof. Say what you want no. to say about an old old helicopter dick, but you know. No, Matt R- Matt Riddle can for real fuck you up. And like, fuck you, Colin, for sending me that video, you asshole. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tegan Knox is here, so Colin. you know, nice little nice little change of pace. Oh. Um. But yeah, and then uh, we get our. To, to follow that up, we get our Extreme Rules match, uh, which I have clearly marked as disavowed on my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can uh, I can leave any commentary to. Uh, well, let's let's uh, let's give the main event to our guest, Chris. Extreme Rules, mm-hmm. Becky versus Tiffy. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the Extreme Rules. I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of this style of of. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of this matchup. I'm not a fan of There's women. A style. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not a. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of hardcore wrestling. I wasn't an ECW mark when I was younger. Um, I don't particularly like watching women do extremely violent and dangerous things to each other. Um, I really, really like um, Tiff, though. I think she's. Uh, she's got star potential written all over her. And, uh, I mean, Bex, uh, I don't know. At this point, she's almost become a parody of herself. Uh, she was an interesting character when she was really gritting it out and really tough. And now it's like her character is too much of like, look at how tough I am. I'm so <clears throat> tough. Uh, so I'm not good at doing her accent. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. This was fine. Uh, I think that the wrong person won. I'm like, I think at some point Bex needs to actually make somebody since she's in NXT, and I don't think there's anyone well, she more will. worthy. I don't think there's anybody down there who's more worthy of being made than Tiffany Stratton. So hopefully mm. they get to that uh, matchup again because that's the right person for her to put over. Personal opinion. Can I just say that Tiffany Stratton's, I think, already made in the eyes of the WWE universe and in the eyes of the people backstage. I think uh, giving her that belt so early in her career um, solidified that for me, Vet, um, and Chris. 
with that being said, um, this match had a lot of useless shit, a lot of dumb shit. Um, I know backstage she was standing at gorilla. Like how the fuck am I supposed to follow that? I can't do her either. Like, how do you follow dragon off and fucking Carmelo Hayes for the world title? Barbie doll parts. <laughs> that bad. That's bad booking right there. That is, that is expecting something out of somebody that isn't fair. Um, it, it you know, it's very reminiscent of, uh, you know, Hogan Rock should have main evented WrestleMania. Nobody was following that. And the fact that they were expecting Jericho and, and Triple H to follow it was like, no, nah, you're you're fucked. You're fucked. You are not gonna you're not gonna follow that up properly, no matter what you do. So they went out there and they tried really hard, and both of these women really went to work, but no. But you know, I told you that I understand why you like Becky Lynch. But then something like this happens. And then we're going to get into NXT, which is, and we're going to, I would love to see if we could get through that in 20 minutes. But um, um, then also what happens here in NXT, I understand what you're saying, Chris, about her becoming a parody of herself. And then it's like, I, I start really loving her. And then the couple of things that she did during this match that made me like, why? Like, this is ridiculous. This is silly. Like, like grabbing the fucking gangster gold chain from the guy in the crowd and whipping the girl in the butt with it and and then making her bleed hard way, basically, for real. I don't know, man. It was I, I thought this match was it's extreme rules. I thought it was kind of reckless, um, a little sloppy. And there's no way they could have followed that fucking the real main event of the night. I know Becky Lynch is the big name in this in this on this card as to why they put her on last. Um, but vet, I'm dying to hear your thoughts. Cause I know you are a big supporter of Becky Lynch. Uh, thoughts on what <laughs> on this match that oh. disavowed this. Yeah. I disavowed this. Oh, this, shit. this match never happened. You don't know. <laughs> so I'm done with it. If you have anything else you guys would like to add, uh, then I think it's fair to give a grade, uh, for the entire show. Uh, and I would love right, to well, hear your Keep thought. in mind though, that at the very end, uh trick and mellow did reunite now he one did. title less and right before he hugged him mellow glanced at that north american championship he glanced sure at it then he hugged his friend sure well it was in the way so, of their yeah, hug. he's like i don't i don't want to get hit again with something yeah. hard and unfeeling mm -hmm. uh let's go face slaps five face slaps out of five out of the face slaps vet uh what would you give this uh event I would give this event a one and a half face slaps. Really? And it's all all one and a half face slaps is um based on the effort and output of everybody in between the ropes. And maybe a half a face slap goes to that, you know, the no mercy intro or whatever. Um but there was a lot of just head scratching things from the fact that I disavowed the main event to the, you know, having two heels open the match and just fuck everything up and having a four way tag team match and nobody gives a shit about and exposes your whole division and yada, 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 just booking decision after booking decision after booking decision and meh, just didn't care. 
Chris? Two out of five for me. Uh, I saw a lot of hype. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, this is like the be- one of the best that they've done in forever. And I sort of watched it and I went, okay, like I understand why people liked some of the opening matches. Like I said, I don't think anybody watched that Dom versus uh versus trick williams match and was like yeah what a match they went yay our favorite one hooray trick one good for trick yay trick yay good job i hope everyone had fun today um (laughs) as far as like the actual show being like really like significantly good no i mean for me the the main event like you said that should have been the main event that was a fucking barn burner of a match dude like that was that was a hellacious match. If you just want to be entertained by wrestling, like th- that might be match of the year, to be honest with you, in terms mm-hmm. of just sh- purely being an entertaining thing to watch. Um, again, I hope wrestlers aren't watching. I, I hope there's no 300-pounder l- looking at that and going, I'm going to work just like that guy because mm. you'll kill somebody. You'll actually kill somebody. Um but uh, yeah, as far as everything else goes, it was fine. It was mid to it was mid to below mid for everything else. So yeah, two out of five for me. I could go like two and a half to give it like a a mid overall, but no. Even then, there was really just one match that was really worth watching, and then everything else was. Eh. I'm gonna go with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy says, "Oh, come on." Deserves at least three and a half face slaps. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give it a solid three face slaps, bro. Um, I, I might even give it a half. And I'm going to add the half of the fucking gaming intros, just like the vet did. So I think that's fair. See, like I said, um, you know, you guys maybe didn't enjoy it as much as I did. But I found myself to be absolutely entertained, um, whether it was crap or not at times. Uh, whether the booking was not right. Whether... Certain things didn't make sense for entertainment value alone. I found it to be fun to watch. Um, and that fucking match between Dragon and just I felt I felt tired after that. I felt tired after watching that. But ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna do this. Vet, I'm gonna have you turn on the vet engines. Okay, vet. Mm-hmm. Because you know how to do this, and I'm not going to talk as much. I'm going to let Chris do some of the talking. I'll, I'm going to interject here and there. But as we do as tradition here on the Next Level Wrestling Review, we jump into NXT with a theme song of the world champion. And unfortunately, it's this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT, October 3rd, 2023, and Vet is going to strap on the Vet Jet as we zoom through this review, because the story is not this week as much as it is probably next week. Holy mm-hmm. shit, Vet. All it's right. NXT. Okay. Uh, Bex is in the ring. And uh, Lyra and Indy and Roxy, who got booed, uh, were all in there for a Hit Everyone's Music segment. Everyone's favorite part of wrestling is the Hit Everybody's Music. And Becky suggests, how about a triple threat? 
<laughs> you know, I don't do a Becky either. Uh, so the, we're gonna have a triple threat between all the ladies that interrupted her. So triple threat. Yeah, triple threat. Yeah, we know they don't pronounce the 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 th part. It's just a hard T for Irish people. And a lot of um, South American countries, instead of saying S, they go th. Oh, cool. S Spaniards yeah. do that too. Spaniards. Soy de España. The. Anyway, go ahead, please. Okay, so uh, here are the participants in your women's breakout tournament for 2023. Jakara Jackson, Carmen Petrovich, Ooh. Lola Weiss, Jada Parker, Izzy Dame, Danny Palmer, Kalani Jordan, and Ariana Grace. I even think they said Ariana Grace was in the breakout tournament last year, but she's going to try to break out again. Yeah, she's going to break uh, out twice. All right. So then um, uh, Butch and Bate come out to the ring. Tyler Bate and Butch. Uh, and then we see Trick and Dom arriving at the building separately. And mm -hmm. then we get our match of Gallus versus B and B. So Butch was so mad about Gallus's interference on Saturday that he went into a series of drop downs and leapfrogs at them. Um, they did the uh, in in a in a classic selling uh, exhibition. Um, they do the double stomp on Wolfgang's elbows, and it's only a few seconds before he's able to just start clubbing them in the back again. Guess he's fine. No sooner than Mark Coffey gets pinned in this match uh, that Joe Coffey is in. Mm. And then Ridge Holland makes his save with his music. I have coffee. So that means, oh, that's a good, that's a good coffee. Um, what this means is that Ridge, the original Ridge, Ridge Holland, uh, sat backstage all match watching mm -hmm. Gallus cheat. And it was only after the match that he decided, you know what? I'm going to get up off my ass and do something about it. Wrong. There is right. footage online of him pulling up in an Uber. Oh, really? But that's been taken down by uh, oh. Don Stevens. So Weird. I didn't know she had these, these kind of rights. Mm. Uh, You'd be surprised and... what Don Stevens can do. All right. So, you know, th this, this was... <laughs> This was, uh, this was, uh, yeah. All right. Who wants to really talk about this? I mean, we could just move on. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. To make it sure. Liar's doing pushups. Ilya's walking. Roxanne is doing Stevie Richards fitness. Uh, Dragunov comes out to the ring. Trick comes out to the ring. Uh, he appreciates Dragunov for pushing him to the next level. Carmelo Hayes comes out to the ring. He says Trick had it all along. Uh, then Dragunov says, this is, was a conversation between champions. Uh, and then, uh, and then Dominic comes out and then Mello's like, Hey man, I'll back you up a uh, trick. Cause you know, judgment day is going to pull some shit. And then, uh, Dom makes a comment about still being in Mello's shadow. And he's like, uh, you know what? I decline your offer friend. I will do this on my own. And the terrible writing slash booking slash character development continues. I think Chris is giving a review physically if you're watching with us on video, so we can just skip right ahead um, to Indy's entrance. Uh, Indy Hartwell, oh, that is. Right. And then we get um, Indy Hartwell versus Lyra Valkyria versus Roxanne Perez with Big Time Beck's commentary. Um, yes, Ray, you have something there? So With your unchapped lips? <laughs> so... 
Uh, Chris, earlier you were were talking about how Becky Lynch uh, needs to make Tiffany Stratton. I think the girl she's making is going to be Liar Valkyria. Um, Really? Yeah. I think this is the girl. She's this is the girl she's gonna put over for that title. Um, this is the this is my favorite female on this on this entire fucking roster. I think that kid, I think she has it. Um, she may not be the biggest dog in the fight, but she's big enough and she's very good. Um, she's a little a little stumbly on the mic every once in a while. Looks like she gets nervous, especially when she's in the presence of somebody who's a little, you know, more over than her or somebody who's more well established. I could tell she gets a little nervous. But other than that, I think this kid is going to be made by Becky Lynch. Um, well, that being said, Vet, if I may comment on this match. You may. Indy Hartwell is the living shits. <laughs> I am. You say she's living. She's still alive. And the reason why I say she's still alive is she didn't get released. Um, why? The vet uh, mentioned to me that she was brushing her hair. What does that mean? We talk about this. That we talk when, when the hair is in her eye. I, I text, it's not. If I'm correct, vet, I think I texted you. I've been watching this match for about two minutes. She's already brushed her hair out of her eyes twice, mid move. Mm-hmm. Listen, kid. If 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 that shit bothers you, then don't wear bangs. Just fucking tie them up. Right? Am I off here? Little simple put, thing. put some water in your hair before you go out so sure. you can flip your head back. It's yeah. uh, if you if you if you watch if you look at Lyra Valkyria, she has her hair braided up because she's going to fight. It's a lot yeah. of real fighting women do. Yes. I think Lyra is just really good. And Indy Hartwell is very bad. And we had the both and when we had Roxanne Perez, who for some reason people are booing now. Yeah, on this night, they just turned on her for whatever reason. I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but... I'll tell you what the reason is. Oh. It's the Roman Reigns reason. It's the John Cena reason. It's they're pushing, 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 pushing this girl. They want you. You have to like this girl. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Vet. Do you think they're going to turn her turn her heel? If, if, if it continues, if she continues getting this heat, or are they going to keep pushing you to have to like her? Because she's great just just um i mean they they might it's it's not what a question of what they should do it's a question of what they will do so if you're asking me what they will do then yeah that's what they do with anybody that they don't know how to get over as a baby face which is everybody okay so eventually you got a heel turn coming whether it makes sense for your character or not right. some can run with it some can't uh i don't think that she needs that um not that she can't pull it off probably in the ring but we don't want to hear those promos right so she's just now starting to to find her voice as the aw shucks baby face which was way too scripted before and now it's starting to be a little more natural but then the people are reacting i don't know look that's conjecture but you know anyway to finish the match before i hand it off to chris um so kiana pulls roxy off after the pop rocks and then Becky just kicks her like, you know, hey, how dare you interfere right in front of me? Don't do and that. then Lyra hits the splash and then we get face to face with Becky and then Tegan's music. And she's like, hey, remember me? Yeah. I was at no mercy. Uh, so, you know, there you go. So yesterday, real quick, Chris, um, remember when you texted me? You're like, hey, I want to jump in with you guys on so far. I was like, oh, great. He goes. Uh, and then Chris is like, listen, I am a huge Indy Hartwell fan. <laughs> I- is that what I said? 
Yeah, that's what you said. And you and so I want you to take a couple of minutes and just tell us how why you think any Hartwell is uh what did you what did you hold on? Let me just you said uh great better than Mula. More money than Trish. She might be better than Mula. More money than Trish. <laughs> so well elaborate, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say that uh, I think that the crowd in NXT really knows what they're doing when the chant that they have for her is indie wrestling, because uh, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Uh, uh, it's, uh. it's very, very indie. Um, she's not good. And uh, the fact that they were trying to talk about her like, oh, she went up to the main roster, but she's come back down to challenge herself against NXT. I'm like, she never fucking debuted on the main roster. She was called up, did nothing because nobody wants to work with her. Now she's back down in NXT where everybody's like, oh, yeah, um, sure. We'll, we'll work with you. In she's gone. Sure. Dude. Why not? She's going to be gone. Next round, she's out of here, I think. I think Weirdly, no- she was drafted after she broke her foot yeah uh which means that uh, they had planned to do that before she broke her foot and she never and then they won felt bad releasing her while she had a broke foot yeah, and remember, she, she won never lost the title in a multi-person in a multi-person ladder match that basically held from her husband yeah where's he by the way um anyway that whole thing was ridiculous uh as far as lara Val- valkyria i've i've seen her work only one other time other than other than you know, this and she gives off kind of um, Rose Nama Yunus vibes. Uh, if you if you're familiar with MMA at all, um, Rose is a killer. She's a straight up killer when the bell rings, right? Um, but as soon as the as soon as the match is done, she might be one of the sweetest people that you've ever heard I have like a conversation, that. right? Um, like I remember after she won the title back for the second time, she had just knocked. Uh, wailing way or whatever her name is completely out cold with a head kick right and uh i mean it's violent it's it's stunning to see and her whole thing in the in the after in you know in the in the after fight interview was you know like we just need to be nicer to one another as a culture like in the world we need to be like kinder to one another and try to have more patience and like she's just a very sweet human being right mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's the kind of vibes i get from 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 Valkyria. I'm not sure if if she really has what it takes to be a star, but if she does, it's going to be that kind of quiet um kindness, you know, outside the competitor, you know, and then she competes like a son of a bitch. Uh it's going to have to be that kind of star and I think it could be there, but I don't see it. I, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how Bex is going to make her um because I'm not, I, I'm just not sure she has the charisma for it. But oh, I don't know about. What do you think, Fed? Yeah, she'll be fine. All right, so <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Bron gives Mello a pep talk, and he stirs the pot about Trick. Uh, Baron interrupts a championship moment for uh, Ilya, who's just now getting the plates screwed in on mm-hmm. on the TV program. Um, uh, Blair versus Gigi is jump started. I noticed that Blair likes to jump on spines a lot. That can't be good for spines. Um, then Gigi gets a chair, and then the ref takes it, and then Blair gets the chair, and then the ref takes that, and then Gigi gets the schoolgirl. So we got all this violence and and uh, fighting in this match, which actually not bad for violence mm-hmm. for for the ladies. However, roll up finish. I just don't see 
being that mad at somebody and being satisfied and unless you knocked her out. So I almost would have rather just, she just take the chair and the ref just watch her use it and DQ her right there. Cause if we're going back to this eventually, we might as well do that rather than get a, you know, Oh yeah, you got pinned and yeah. you know, that that's just, that that's not how I, I hate you so much. I hate you for what you've done to me. And how I'm going to get back at you is I'm going to pin your shoulders to the mat for three seconds and I'm going to roll out. The only only note I have for this match is apparently Gigi Dolan uh, has uh, been dieting. Because I think she looked a little quicker this this week. Um, uh, She looked more fit. The Gigi Dolan had let her let herself go quite a bit uh, over the last couple of months. It looks like she's back, uh, getting back in better physical condition. She's um, on that big rage. She train. was like, uh, "Fuck, all right, uh, water instead of pop." Thanks. Yeah, I I did notice uh, the fishnet stockings uh, looked uh, very nice around her uh, buttocks, uh, and they were ripping in certain parts of uh, uh, certain parts of her gear that I appreciated. And uh, that's all I got out of this match. Okay. Um, On June 7, 2022, Mm -hmm. uh, Roxanne Perez won the breakout tournament over Tiffany Stratton. And then we go backstage to McKenzie, and she asks Keanu, why why are you such a bitch? And Keanu's like, basically, in so many words, she basically said she's jealous of Roxanne, and she's going to make it her mission to ruin Roxanne's life. That's fair. Um, and for some reason, Kiana's just got that kind of pull that now if Roxanne does even want to match with her, which she hasn't said, uh, that she's got to go through Oscar. So she's just completely pulling in a random third party to fight on her behalf. It makes all the sense in the world. Um, this is totally not just shoehorning stuff in because, well, we'll talk about it. Uh, the women's breakout, um, there's a lot to roast here about this women's lineup, but we don't have time. Um, I already told you, Ray, to watch for Carmen. I did say that. San Diego. Uh, no, no, no. The other Carmen. Oh. The, the Petrovich Carmen. Mm. The Karate Carmen. Yes. Um, karate Carmen. This is going to be... That should be her name. I, it should be Karate Carmen. Karate Carmen. Um, but th- this is this is going to be Kalani Jordan and Lola Vice in the finals, right? Like, there's really no no. I think it's going to be yeah. Santino's... It's 100 the final. Right? I think it's going to be Santino's daughter. No, I she's think... out first round. No, I think she's going to win this whole thing. I think I don't know. I think that's the one they're going to make because she should have won the first one. It, it doesn't matter. She should have. There, it's going to be Jordan and Vice. Oh, I can't wait. Promise. All right, let's go. Promise. Well, she Revamp faces Kalani Jordan. Says, Re, re, they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Revamp Wrestling 2K says, what a joke the breakout lineup is. And like I said, I have so many jokes, but I would need to like play the whole video and stop each thing. And we just, yeah. like I said, no time. No time for um, that. Yeah, uh, but we do get Izzy Dame versus Kalani Jordan right here, which I'm like, who? Uh, Izzy Dame? I don't know, maybe. Um, somehow this Izzy Dame survived the release. I don't know what they let Ali go. He was in a, in a, a built championship match. So I don't see how she made it, but whatever. Uh, Kehlani Jordan does what she does. There's a watch party. Jordan goes over, uh, anything to evaluate on these ladies, Chris, uh, 
I mean, a lot, but yeah, we don't have time. To, yeah, we don't have time. I don't know why <laughs> I asked you. have to pick you. through literally every single this, moment of this yeah. match because you'd have to. We need a Stevie Richards breakdown tier. What uh, went it's wrong? Tier. The whole pay, match. Pay $100 oh, a month to break down God. this match. It wasn't that bad. These girls are both green. Yeah, they both did the fine. best they could. I think I'll Izzy, be honest, I was putting my socks on during this, so I don't even know. But I thought Izzy Dame gave me a, a facially uh like more attractive Charlotte Flair. Which doesn't say much. Doesn't say a lot. But they well, weren't give her they weren't a few terrible. surgeries and we'll they see where terrible, it goes. Man. They weren't they weren't that hard that horrible, I don't think. But she looks okay. just a little bit better than a female version of Ric Flair. That's cool. <laughs> Exactly. Chase U uh, is going to they, they, they want to support Thea Hale. Um, you know, they're trying to be the proud supportive parents. And Thea at first is not having it, but Chase is like, actually, that's a great idea. And so we're all getting along mm. now. Um then we show the Pillman vignette. Mm -hmm. And we come out of the vignette too early because we see Team Thea waiting for the music to start playing. Yes. And you saw that, I right? Noticed that they were like standing and they were like, oh music yep and then and then oh yeah music dancing dancing we're dancing and uh that, that was funny um production get with it uh so i thought it was very funny watching you always have to watch thea hale chris we already know you love thea hale um ray you know come on we already know but to everybody else if you're watching the program and Thea Hale's on the screen, don't take your eyes off her because she's probably going to be all of the entertainment in that moment. Uh, you would have missed, if you weren't watching, you you wouldn't have missed her do the reptile dance that, you know, like reptilian Britt Baker is always trying to gyrate and undulate and other words that end in eight, um, except the actual word eight because she's really skinny. But uh, so she's always like, she's always doing that stuff. Like, and, and then you see Thea with the confused look on her face, like trying to do a sexy dance, like, like uh you know like jc and that's hilarious and then she also does the uh the shimmy making fun of uh lola and uh yeah. she was trying to do the little latin shimmy thing and like it was right. really awkward I, I love her so much she's just she's money Too funny that, that that chick too funny so then we get um uh, okay i'll call the, I'll, I'll name these teams it's non-toxic versus san diego vice what do you think <laughs> works that for works. me perfect perfect yeah. naming okay um Good enough match. Could have been better, but again, we don't have time to break down the reasons why. No. We all love Leah. We all, you know, we all agree this match was fine. Uh, I think best I'll part speak is for everyone when I say we move on. Best part, Electro Lopez, Lola Vice walking to the ring. <laughs> yes. Well, like no, that. best part, Thea Shimmy, I think. Yeah. Thea Hale. Thea Hale's awesome. But they're good. Uh, okay, Melo gets TMZ'd. Um, what? And then he. Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. So I, I say, yeah, I've, this has become a new uh, gimmick of mine. I just when, whenever they do that, you know, hey, hey, Carmelo, Carmelo, you know, that's that's called getting TMZ'd, right? Is got it. What else would you call it? Um, mm -hmm. He's gonna he 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 lets everyone know who his corner man's gonna be for next week against Braun Breaker, and and if he if you thought Oscar was a was an ass pull, oh man, you you can't even see. Do you remember when Seth Rollins, uh, Jimmy put that over during the podcast when he, when John Cena was a background and Seth Rollins was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. John Cena uh, on NXT. Yeah. John Cena cares about Carmelo Hayes all of a sudden. It's great. <laughs> well, it's the same, so good. The same hood. Yeah. 
Yeah. Same number, same hood. It's all good. Oh, wow. I got wood. Uh, all right. So get excited for that. If you can even see, um, Dami and mommy make their entrance. Uh, and then they remind us about Cena and then they just throw in a random Cody like, Oh yeah. And Cody's going to be here. Huge. He's got a special announcement and, and, and Oscar. Did we already mention Oscar? She's here too. Everybody's here. You this guys is, like this Paul is Heyman, basically right? raw and SmackDown super show next week. Could be crazy next week, bro. NXT. You, you guys, right? You, you guys like Paul Heyman, right? We'll, we'll have a Paul Heyman here too. Everybody's. Well, we didn't even get to that yet. No, not yet, bro. Jeez, oh, jumping the gun. Yeah. Bruno but, San Martino's uh, making this comeback. What? Jesus That's Christ. right. That's They're right, just baby. trying to crush AEW, and I ghost love it. of Andre. <laughs> they bring, they bring him at Hulk Hogan, the NWO. Fucking, fucking Tony Khan's like, this is gonna, uh, this is gonna be uh, the changing of professional wrestling. This is gonna be the greatest moment in pro wrestling history. Out comes Edge. Meanwhile, NXT is like, oh yeah, you got Edge. Right. I'm serious. I'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit. Which either, <laughs> no matter how you look at it, it's pathetic, right? It's like the WWE tries to no sell. AEW so bad and then they sell like a motherfucker oh, for yeah. it. it's like like what what it just randomly john cena on nxt really you know just, no, I, I suppose nothing's for, going on on tuesday that john cena's gotta be there here. to support his his the, the his, his little brother his, his best friend carmelo Hayes. yeah yes yeah. so so uh elizabeth says uh, so cody is going to announce the dust, uh, the dusty club, the dusty cup, the mother sure. fluffing dusty cup. That's what she would more, say. More tournaments, mother fluffing. All right. Uh, so trick versus Dom, the rematch. The um, I, I would, I, I, of all the jokes and the fun that we've had and all, you know, all the entertainment, I'm going to give trick a real piece of advice that I am shocked that nobody gave him or whoever laid this fucking match out. Didn't tell him. Um, because these are the kind of things that you just may not think about. But, and again, it may not have been up to him. Maybe he had thoughts on it and he just went with the seniority uh, thing. Uh, but when you're the champion, mm -hmm. don't go get the heel. If he wants to sit outside and get counted out and not fight, let him not fight. You look like an idiot chasing him around the ring. It's the heel's job to look like an idiot. This works in a grudge match where you can't stand this guy, so you can't wait to get your hands on him. But in a situation where there's no real heat between you, and this is just a championship rematch or whatever, and you're the champ, you just kick back. There's many ways that you can draw the heel in to, to start the thing when he doesn't want to fight, but don't you go after him, okay? That's, that's just psychology. That's a real tip. Somebody clip this and get it to trick, okay? Because apparently... I'm doing this shit for free, and there's people at the PC getting paid to do nothing. So, anyway, um, the rest of Judgment Day arrive, including, <laughs> I wrote, rest of JD arrive, including JD. Uh, he makes a JD McDonough makes a run-in. Um, and then uh, and then I wrote, five-on-one is a little much, so he probably should have took Mellow up on that offer. Um, briefcase, Frog Splash, new champ. So, shockingly, they put the belt back on yeah. Dom, which I thought, oh, well, that's probably means that the plan was for him to stay the champ against Ali, but maybe not. That's just how I saw it. Interesting choice. Um, the feel-good moment's over, but again, 
Um, at least in this instance, it writes itself, the creative with him, with Mello. Now they're both back to square one. Go ahead, Ray. The plan, I think, originally was, like you said, for Ali to win the title and then go into a feud with, um, what's his name? Little Mexican luchador guy, um, Dragon, Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. Yeah. So you can't have Dragon Lee, who they're trying to really push to be popular against a guy who's extremely over in trick williams who's extremely popular they can go a different route with trick williams and have him kind of do that thing with carmelo hayes now and then they're gonna go with dragon lee versus uh fucking uh mysterio jr that's 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 what i think the because you know it makes all the sense in the world they're going to put the belt on ali then the natural progression was having him face dragon lee that's why i think they're going with this so We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, compared to their first outing, um, I don't know, Chris. How do you? How would you rate the two matches? Uh, mm. Yeah, th this one was less of a match and more of a look at how many different ways we can bury the referee. Um, did not like this, even a little bit. Um, at one point, so this was the second time that I wanted to mention and just and just mention, okay, these guys can't be burying the referees the way that they are. So at one point here, the referee is standing up on the apron talking to Rhea Ripley, right? So they're face-to-face. -face. He's watching Rhea Ripley, who's on the outside of the ring. He's standing right there on the apron with his hands on the ropes, right? J.D. McDonough jumps in the ring, hits fucking Trick Williams with a belt or whatever, and then he rolls out literally right in, in front, front of, of where referee. the referee is standing and the referee does nothing and pretends to not see him guys i can't tell you how stupid this looks okay mm. the referee couldn't see someone rolling out of the ring not a foot away from him i mean literally jd mcdonough's gigantic fucking head yeah. was rolling out of the ring a foot away from the referee yeah, he, had to pull the, he had to pull the, like that. he had to pull the bottom rope up so his head could fit through. Come on, man! I'm like, sorry. come on! I'm sorry, Chris. This is my completely fault. Completely buried, completely buried the referee at this point, and it's yeah. like, why? Why are we? Why are we making these kinds of mistakes, guys? Like, these are supposed to be guys who are on the main roster, right? The the Judgment Day are supposed to be main roster ready. How are you main roster ready if you're still doing something as stupid as rolling out right in front of the fucking referee when you're supposed to be sneaking around getting the heel win? Tell me when I'm telling lies. There's three other fucking places you can roll out of the ring. There's three other there's three other corners. That's the nice thing about a square, right? Is that is that there's four corners, right? Mm -hmm. So see if one of them has the referee, you just you still have three other corners that well, you can fucking one. roll out of. Yeah. Stupid. Absolutely mm -hmm. fucking stupid. Yeah. Ray, what about you? You like it or sorry. I mean, I was I... <laughs> don't make fun of me. I feel sad. <laughs> I was like, oh. God damn, Trick Williams. I like this kid. Take the belt off the kid. He only had it for like a day. The shortest reigning North American champion. But should have listened to his boy. That's hey, and they created sympathy because they made you sad, right? That's good. Yeah, I, I felt it, sad. And I was frustrated, man. So many, all these fucking, you know, fucking Finn Balor and goddamn uh, giant arrow guy and tall female woman and. And the bobblehead dude. 
so too many people. There's no chance this kid would have won. I actually was watching this match. I was like, how is Trick Williams going to pull this one out? All the odds are against him. Where's John Cena? Speaking about that, I'm, only, yeah, John Cena. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited about John Cena and all this other shit next week. I think this is going to be a very interesting review next week. Uh, but oh yeah, and I love John what, Cena. Yeah, despite what some people may think, we're not complaining about John Cena being there. We we're just saying that they Who's couldn't even come up with a good. You know what? It doesn't matter. Good. Nobody, Ray. Nobody important. Yeah, absolutely nobody. Um, but just saying though that um, they just couldn't come up with a good reason for him to actually be there, and they are selling for AEW. But so I'm thinking uh, about it. Like, can you imagine? Like, just real quick. Like, how many people can sit in such an intimate venue and see these huge stars? Like, literally, where you could touch them, even if you're sitting at the cheap seats in the in the in the uh, performance. Better not touch them. Or they will be ejected from the building. Uh, and and to that point, Heyman uh, will be providing backup for Braun. My name you know? is Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and to counter John Cena, you know, we're going to get, uh, I don't know. Did he say who it was going to be? Or did he just insinuate that it was going to be Jimmy and or Solo or everyone? He's bringing, he's bringing uh, Roman. Could you imagine? Roman and Roman versus Roman and John Cena in the in, in as corner men. Can you can you imagine that shit? But uh, AEW's not competition. <laughs> these fuckers are bringing the heavy hitters, dude. I think that I think they just want to see if they can crack a mill. I really think that's that's it. Like they just want to see, can we do it? We can do it. Like that's what they think, probably. We all know, listen, we all know WWE knows what's going on with AEW. We all know. This is the fucking, the fact that anyone can allude to the fact that WWE doesn't find that AEW's competition is bullshit. Just straight bullshit, man. We know what, we know what it is. Yeah, of course they're competition. If, if, you, if you're running a business and there's somebody else who's doing the exact same kind of business and you're literally competing to try to to try for viewers or try for customers, or you literally have the same customer base that you're trying to play to, that is your competition. They might not be, they might not be competition you're worried about. They, they might be a, they might be small scale and compared to what you're doing. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not right. worried about those guys. And you might legitimately not be worried about those guys, but don't say they're not competition because of course they are. They're literally your competition. It's straight up. Like you, you're, you're Walmart. No, you're home Depot, right? You, you open up a Home Depot and a half a block down is a mom and pop shop that's been there for 50 years. Huh? They're not Home Depot and they're not at the same ilk as you, but they're competition. Doesn't mean they're going to be good competition. Doesn't mean they have a chance to beat you competition, but they're still competition. And, and Home Depot is not going to acknowledge, you know, Bob's backyard barbecue fucking home, uh, you know, tool place but it's there and people so, can until they run a sale trying to undercut them and doing all this other stuff to just make sure that they grind them into the ground because yeah and that's what's gonna happen i mean if, listen guys uh, i hope aew is around forever i really do just like impact wrestling i just i've seen this before in the year 2000 yep 
You've seen so, a lot of the same fucking mistakes in the year 2000, by the way. Like, the literally seen this before. Anyway. I'm going to start hitting this. Vet, you did a hell of a job, brother. Getting us through this NXT. But it's not All this I had to week. do is not let you guys talk. Well, that's fine. But, so next week we got Paul Heyman. Possibly Roman Reigns, <laughs> John Cena, Cody Rhodes, Asuka. Who else? Who else is coming? Who else is going to be there? Maybe all of Judgment Day. Probably Becky again. Vince McMahon, Stephanie Vince McMahon, McMahon, Triple H. Don't be surprised if Triple H opens up. This is an XA. Anyway. Well, Chris, uh, I got to say thank you for hitting me up i'm sorry uh i get home very late i'm on like three hours sleep because i i couldn't sleep last night i kept my wife up and she's pissed off at me but she still loves me um but thank you for uh jumping on with us uh anything you would like to put over and uh, pontificate as we uh, roll out uh no uh you know my plugs are my plugs right you can find me on twitter i'm at chris sam's one where you can go there you can see everything i have to say about pro wrestling politics and whatever the hell else comes to my mind you can find me on the pwc network where me and jimmy t continue to be the uh you know the the pillars of the pwc over there uh you can find me right here on uh, channelattitude.com and on uh Hami Media Group, where we do sort of the weekend shows. We've got the Smack Attack, which uh, me and Jimmy T do with uh, <clears throat> with John Enright. You can also find uh, me and Jimmy T usually uh, doing Rampage Uncaged, and uh, you can find me right here Sunday mornings, ten o'clock uh, Central Standard Time, uh, where after the collision we sift through the wreckage. And that is with me, Jimmy T, and the opinion haver vet himself. Um, all of those things are places where you can find me. People want to hear what I have to say on the internet. And mm. there are there are other people who are on the internet with opinions that nobody wants to hear. Some of them are in the chat. It's weird. Nobody wants to hear those people. Strange. Anyway, vet. What you got, man? I heard you're going to be playing a bunch of spooky-ass motherfucking games. Yes, I'm scared already. Mm. Uh, and, Are you playing uh, Ghostbusters you know, for the Sega Master System? Yes. And I, I'm doing it all wearing an adult diapers because you never know how scary it's going to get. So scary. Uh, and but I might even um, I might even so I'm supposed to actually play, uh, you know, a little bit of Mortal Kombat. Because, Splatterhouse. Um, oh. Dark side, dark side caster uh, does not think that he needs to kneel before the general. So I may just have to force him to do so. The game uh, so general. Maybe we can um, maybe we can. Uh, do that on Twitch shortly. And if you want to see that, that'd be uh, twitch.tv slash opinionhaver or opinionhaver on all your favorite social media platforms or on all the shows that I'm on or all the things that I do. And you got, uh, don't forget wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday, except when it's not. And don't forget Stevie Richards with wrestling analysis every single, whenever he feels like it, it's almost too much to keep up with. He's got, he just put out a video today about what went wrong with Triple H tearing his peck in that horrible match from Crown Jewel, which saw Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement bald and eating shit on a moonsault and, uh, Kane and the Undertaker who are far from full time, uh, it was just a, a mess of a match. But 
he talked about Triple H tearing his pick. So you can check that out right now on YouTube and sign up for his Patreon. And uh, that's it for me. Well, guys, you know where to follow me. I have Big Ray Hernandez on all social media. I've been doing a lot more TikToks recently, but it's all wrestling related. I'm going to stay away from politics. I'm going to stay away from that bullshit. And I'm just giving you know little tidbits of what I feel about the professional wrestling world, whether it be old shit, new shit. But one of my favorite segments that I'm doing uh, every Friday, I'm doing my what is it? My favorite, my Friday favorite finishing move. Uh, last week, I think I spoke about the pile driver and who I thought Mr. Wonderful was uh, how I thought Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf did the best ever pile driver. Um, he jumped. He did jump. He used to jump and pile drive your motherfucking ass. He did it to Hulk Hogan when he turned uh, and uh, joined the Heenan family. So uh, check that out, guys. I, I really I, I really appreciate you guys coming here every single week. Like I said, guys, just because you know we have certain opinions on on these shows doesn't mean that it should deter you from watching them and enjoying them yourselves guys this is professional wrestling and uh hey maybe i like chocolate cake and you like fucking vanilla cake but you know when it comes when shit is the fan we all like cake and uh and colin likes penis so with that being said ladies and gentlemen i guess we'll say goodbye and chris stick around for a couple of seconds after the show uh i love you guys uh anything you want to say Ed? uh you don't have a, a closing line what is it <laughs> he doesn't have a sign off line. Chris, anything you want to say? Ole. Ole. He has dead eagles all over his wall. What? I do. Owls yeah. too. Look. A lot of bunch of dead eagles. Yeah. We're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Blessings. This is the Huffler Brother. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself. Boobies.